Good morning. You know, I almost hate to say good morning. It's morning for us here, but everywhere else it's really not. You know, afternoon, evening, night, whatever. But Good day, eh? Good day. There you go. Good day, eh? For all you down in Australia. For Scott Tiller. No, it's a, Amazingly that my wife and I are looking to go to Australia in July. Who is? My wife and You're family. You're kidding me. Yeah. I, wow. can, will I fit in your suitcase? <laughs> I don't know if it's confirmed yet because I looked at the prices. I'm uh, like, I about yeah. had a coronary. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you got the twenty-some hour flight, right? Oh man, because she wants to do a di like a Disney excursion there. You know how they have oh, their yeah. reach out yep. stuff, uh -huh. a hotel there or something with all the I don't know. Wow, inclusive type thing. Yes. All right, but I'd have to try to meet up with Chad Nowak, and yeah. then we have Adam friends Drain. from the fraternity. So, JP. All right. Well, we good morning, go. everybody. I guess we'll morning. get going. We're sitting here chatting. <laughs> Thanks for joining the FT After Hours podcast here this morning. Um, your host, Chris Ron Kigloon, joining us in studio, Mike Coolens. Hello. Uh, Scott Betcher. Betcher. Yeah. Never. Uh, you, know, you right. have a name like my yeah. last we're, name. Like, yeah, you don't, don't even remember how it, it was Scott this time. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. We're moving up. Fast. We're improving. <laughs> yeah, at least I know. Pat? No, no, no Scott. <laughs> And all the way up in the north, if you guys can see him there on Periscope, Andre Russo. Morning, everybody. Are you are you awake? You got some of your coffee in you, and you're moving around. I haven't even had a swig yet, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. fix that right now. You know, it was funny. We were just having a little chit chat before we actually got going, and I was talking. Mike got here first, so I'm like, it's crazy because the weather here in Ohio is really, really out of the ordinary like it's usually freezing cold snow nasty yesterday andre it was 60 degrees and sunshine like we, my kids were out in t-shirts and shorts yesterday like most yeah. of the day and i was just like i gotta do something like it, you just <laughs> you, you can't pass it up you know what i mean no. and i wanted to kind of go flying and i was gonna call mike and then i didn't call mike and which i was sitting in a car for four hours or more anyway going to columbus so so I said, okay, what am I going to fly? The problem is we've had so much rain that, like, everything is almost underwater. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure our field has a steady, like, yeah. two inches of water probably all over. So unless you got, I don't know, like a, a, a small multi-rotor or something, I, I almost can't see taking the planes out. They would just be uh, completely yeah. covered they in would. mud. They would. So as I, I said before, I've had an Optera, geez, probably two months now. It's kind of ready to go andre and i yeah. still haven't flown it yet so i pulled it out i was gonna fly it i was on the fence should i go should i not go and i and i didn't so we ended up i got all the fpv gear in it it's all ready to go got the camera in the nose and the transmitter everything's good we're we're ready to go <laughs> just gotta get out and fly anyway point being i know andre you've been out way more than what we have but we were just sitting here talking to like we're in a winter blues rut. Like, yeah, I don't sure. know what it is. For sure. 
like everything's stagnant in my basement. Yeah. At least you did yes. a build. I didn't I even do a build. I wouldn't even yeah. call it a build. I <laughs> pulled it out, looked at it for about two <laughs> hours, <laughs> and stuck a camera in the nose. <laughs> I don't know how much of a build you could really. But I like my kind of build. My stuff is so stagnant. I think spider webs are developing on my build projects right now. But it's like yeah. we can't get motivated to. You know what I mean? Get out there and do. I some- I got out last weekend and I because I was flying the new uh, the Durafly and Which I we'll had to force about. myself to get out because it was like ugh, you know I'm like, yeah. I just, you're right and the realization that I stuck all my Phantom batteries into storage mode mm-hmm. it kind of just it hit home and I'm like oh we're worse so my my little savior <laughs> that little that mm-hmm. little Ductrix mm-hmm. has been my lifeblood this last couple of weeks. Even my boys, like you know, you got a battery charge. Let's sit down and you know, bomb through the house. You know, I've been I've been handed uh, you know flying. Speed it looked like you bought two the kitchen several times now. <laughs> Did you buy one for your son? I saw, or there was no, two of them. I thought in the picture. We're taking the um, we're gonna take the the old uh, Nano, and he really likes the mm-hmm. ducted frame mm-hmm. setup for safety and everything. Um, so we're gonna try and convert it. I thought you had a picture with two inductrixes on the one. He did page. somewhere, or was well, it just the box on the or side something? Of the bench. I've been printing inductrix frames. Oh, okay. To the, okay, uh, that's what I saw. That awesome. the that's what I saw. The nano is the board sits square versus uh, off angle, or uh, you know, uh. the, they do it like the diamond versus the shreddies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the board sits in a different orientation. So you've got to find a frame. That's like that, and I'm I'm not skilled enough net to design anything. And then of course the can sizes are different, so you're filling with that. So I found a couple. Yeah, of that's what I saw. It, so. What, so you're saying, wow. what, what's going on there? You, you have a, you got a picture of. I mean, it's looks like. Can you see? Probably can't see this. Two inductrix. In your picture, do you see? That? Oh, 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 that's Martin. Oh, okay. That's Martin's inductrix. So Friday night, he was like, "Hey, what you doing?" I'm like, "Well, not much. I just finished doing the Friday flying update." And he says, "I'm coming over." I'm like, "Okay." For Martin to come over, we're 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 six kilometers apart from each other, uh-huh. but it's a forty minute drive. That's oh, why you said you have to go gosh. way around or something. Yeah, it's um, a body of water in the way yeah. called the Ottawa River. <laughs> um, so, uh, so he came over, and the two of us, we've got some DVR footage off our monitors of uh-huh. us flying around and just having some really fun close calls with the little little na- uh, inductrix. And yeah, it the difference between the inductrix and the nano are night and day for me. Oh, it's and, awesome. Yeah, right, acro. I'm glad you I, got the I'm, experience. Some people it. have been sending me tips and suggestions on how to fly it in acro and I'm like this is too wild I mean the thing just like spirals through the air like Mach yes. 2 and I'm like I'm gonna crash yes yeah now, <laughs> so stabilize I'm a stabilized nanny flyer yeah I'm the same way don't Scott you haven't flown I've one never, no you're kidding me uh, oh god yeah. you do you do not understand <laughs> that's what I keep hearing like, what you're missing you know what? Yeah, I, we, we got, I'm going to buy one, and maybe that will be our e- afternoon. Okay, because <laughs> Mike's been wanting out. one too. We'll go buy Are one. Are you maybe, serious? Yeah, you get. Well, wait, wait. Let's back up a little bit. You really haven't flown FPV no, yet, no, no, no. Andre. We got we got a noob here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally noob there. Yeah. <laughs> so we get you. Yeah, I can let the, him borrow my goggles. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. We'll you have two would of them going. absolutely love it. It is fun. It's unbelievable even, fun. Even off a monitor, that's what I, I have been flying mine. James had the no. goggles on yesterday when we were bombing around, but I I just fly mine off my monitor because it's like you know 
I've got a bit of a break in something I'm doing. I'm going to light this thing up for three minutes and mm-hmm. buzz around the house, mock mm-hmm. two, and go through all the little <laughs> spots. And just, you know, and so, so look, Laura's like yelling at me as I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> stop it. Yes. Oh, my wife's going to kill me. Yes. <laughs> she hated the little. The better, one of the better investments. Mm, yes. Uh, yes. A real proper. I know everybody's going to go, oh, you can get the, the, the spider adapters with the eight or ten. To mm-hmm. put off your charge in the balance. This thing, I think, I've seen. I'm slowly seeing batteries start coming back to life and everything. Really, this guy. So, what's what's uh, that run? Where'd you get it? Uh, this one's off Banggood. It was like fifty or sixty bucks Canadian. So, like, yeah, I have US. a high tech one of those. Yeah, the yeah. Um, Mike high. Uh, Aerotech's got the high tech ones yeah, down there for awesome. like thirty five bucks. Yeah, you I can think. you can adjust. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, would need yeah. to that's get batteries uh, offline. Get I'm having that order. a lot of good success with the 200 milliamp batteries. Mm-hmm. They've been I, lasting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to Aerotech. I'm out. not <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gosh. <laughs> yeah, you really, you know, like we were just talking wintertime, and it's nasty. And you That'll these, solve the mud incident. Uh, it will. <laughs> it will change your your wintertime. Like you will be at work on. I can't wait to get home and like just fly in my house. You know, and I don't know. What I, size house you have, but I'm literally it, you I can could, go I can go upstairs, yeah. down like I got a split level upstairs, downstairs, in the kitchen. And the camera room. lighting so much better than the nano was. Yes. As far as you know, oh, yes. See, I don't know stuff. I don't have any baseline Huge. for either, and, and any of those. That's the problem with this time of year. Like we lose daylight. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, we're, we're slowly we're slowly calling it back, which is the positive yes. part of life, I suppose. Yeah. But it's dark, and uh, this little camera is pretty impressive because we can have like one light on upstairs, and it's enough of a kick plus the LED shining off the craft itself to just light your way up, and you're kind of like just beaming through. So yeah, it is fun. <laughs> I can't uh, believe Mike, you don't have one yet. I mean, you were you were like this little kid at my house. Going, this is the best. Well, the this beers the might have. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, but. Oh, and, and you probably realize, Andre, when when you got two people there with both of them, and you're racing yeah. around, oh, that's it's, when it's fun. It's like, it really oh, is. Was, yeah, I don't know Mark if I'd I see were... myself doing it, but with a, a another oh, yeah. person or whatever that has one, yeah. it's way it raises way that more level. Fun. Like when, you want to challenge each other. Then I found out I'm just buzzing, challenges. going around my house. I'm going under the little nooks and crannies and seeing how tight Mike comes over, and he's going 900 miles an hour, <laughs> and I'm trying to chase him. It was a whole. <laughs> Different perspective of flying so in my house. Fun. He's like, and then we're like, okay, let's I have go. No abilities way. at all. So the fact that I did that, I definitely had a few That's beers. Awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. I get a little bit more crazy. You feel like you're in Star Wars. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it, it really does because you can you can it's just see so the tips of the the front of the uh, the you know the the rotors on the front. So it really does feel like you're sitting there and you're just oh my <laughs> under the chairs through the kitchen. You know, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. I like trying to go for the between the banister yeah. posts. You know, right. There's wow. always a little bit of drift to left or right, and you're mm-hmm. kind of like, which way is it going to go? Mm-hmm. Got it. You know, just zing. And uh, the so. great thing is, those things can take a beating. Yeah, too, they, right? they take a good beating, and you know, the props—they're really like small ducted fans, really. But they're so in cases you can ricochet and bounce off of stuff, and just keep it. Like you'll see it; it'll oh, hit something cool. and wobble all around, that's and then cool. you just keep on going. You know, where the 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 nano man. Uh, oh, yeah, I have one of those. I have a Nano, and then I, I got one of those Nano 3Ds. You did? Which, really? Yeah, I did get okay. a, a 3D. So I wanted the little LED lights oh. <laughs> on it, and that's uh, that one, you know, the, the normal Nano. Has was it a Nano FPV? Or? No, no. Because I was going to say you 3D, never 3D, like, it, you can flip it upside down and keep it inverted. Like, it switches 
the thing. So what's great about that is you crash off the wall, you bounce on the ground. Doesn't matter which way. You don't have to go you pick can just, it up. Oh, fly. Yeah. You can just take it off. You don't have to pick it up. Turn it over. Sure. Like huh. that's that's the pretty neat thing about that 3D plane, but or the quad. They should but, do 3D FPV. I, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my mind. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> just need more beer. <laughs> I mean, you won't know if you're upside down or whatever. It don't matter. I can barely fly right side up. With them. Oh. Hey, what do you got in the background? I see it's green. Uh, we, it's we, actually together. Is it glued together? It's glued together. It looks uh, nuclear, it was, my it was, friend. It was it was really well, – hold on. I got to back up here. Uh, it was funny yesterday. I, I did the uh, my update on Friday, and I, I hadn't had the wings glued together yet. Uh-huh. And I got I got like half a dozen emails saying, hey, Andre, you may want to check the hydro on the wing. And I'm like, guys, it's 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 not glued together. I mean, I'm sorry, but thanks for the email. <laughs> it was funny. It was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, we just want to make sure you know. I'm like, thank you. you know. But uh, it's come together quite well. Um, it looks great. Alex, so that's awesome. the Spitfire from uh, 3D Print Labs. So it's mm-hmm. the same one that uh, that the guys received for their big uh, P38 hanging up there on the left. Yep. Um, and it's come together. So I've used the clear, a green, and a black. I really like the green because you can still see all the ribbing on the inside. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So it's even through the green. Up. Yeah, we can't see it. Oh, so there it is. There, oh, there wow. I see it. Yep. I'll be darned. I hold it up through the light. Okay. So, um, so that's the actual uh, color of the of the the filament. The filament. Yeah. Wow, right. so that's yeah. not painted or anything. No. That's, oh, that's no, awesome. No. So, and that's so that's kind of a neat part about it. If you if you're you know if you have enough stock in, in PLA or whatever material you're printing with, um, you can certainly <laughs> sorry, uh, avoid uh, having to put a paint on it. I did some tests for a white primer and then paint over that. And that seemed to work okay. Mm-hmm. So it's uh you know it's come together and it's you know the wing the wing has a little tab that it rests and then comes out. Wow. Oh, nice. So that's how you load the batteries. So next piece I have to do, obviously, is put the motor in mm-hmm. and set up all the servos and put all the electronics into it. But it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And that was my first print job. So there's there's gaps uh, from when the uh, one of the big main sections lifted off the bed. So I was still learning how to tack sure. stuff down. So. Right. But I, I've enjoyed the 3D printing experience. Uh, so it's obviously the next plane will go well. This is going to get crashed. This is going to get potentially <laughs> crashed because we want to see what the PLA does when it go when it augers in. Mm-hmm. Durability really testing. Curious. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'll load an old motor and ESC and old mm-hmm. battery and put like a DSM2 <laughs> receiver into it and just go for it and just see what she does. I'll fly it around for a bit, obviously, and get some glory shots. And then it's it's going in. But the question is, how do I crash it? Which way does it go in? Does it go in like you know, like an uh, you know, a de- you know, dead stick? Or I, do I just auger it? I think down? we auger it. Just you know, complete failure, no control. <laughs> auger it dead yeah. straight down in Full the ground. Speed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take to print off that? Uh, I'm going to say about 50 hours. It was about 15 hours per wow. wing section, and then about five hours per big section of wow. uh the fuselage uh but i mean how many how many sections were there total uh let's see it's one two three four five six for the fuselage so you know and it's actually you know i just done this late you know prep work in the ca and kicker 
Uh, I have to say, I've never worked with Kicker before, and the smell really? drives me crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you get a little it's smoke like, going, too? No, no, no. It's just <laughs> sweet. You know, there's oh. a sweet, sugary smell in the basement. I, and I, 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 I shot it over top of my my, my work mat. I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. So oh. now I just put down newspapers yeah. or whatever, right? So Now, I got um, a question for you. I think I read somewhere some people were having some issues with the glue joints coming apart when they're actually flying. Now, if if yes. They remedied any of that? that yet, so. No. Okay. So okay, what what we're discussing right now uh, among all the the 3D printing guys is how to prep the seams and stuff in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of sanding work, then you put the glue in, see, and then a couple guys are taking like scrap material and a soldering tip and then welding into the joints. That was the latest thing I read mm. this morning. Uh, I almost want to try like Gorilla Glue or something, but I guess the nice thing with the kicker is once it hits, it. Uh, you know, it, that's a lot of puppies. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, oh, gee. Oh, weak guys. Oh, uh, weak. Yeah. Instagram. <laughs> that's hilarious. I just listened to that episode just a couple of days ago. I was rolling. <laughs> I'm still getting emails about that. <laughs> but um, we're gonna. I'm gonna see what happens. Maybe mine will fly apart in flight. Uh, I had one or few, sp- one or two spots. So it was really cool talking to Martin, who's obviously been printing for a couple more years than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's you know, that's a temperature issue there. Oh, that's a bed issue there." Mm. So we were able to really run through some of the stuff. Um, worst case scenario, I'm gonna wrap the thing in like tape, <laughs> <laughs> glue it up. Yeah, yeah. it's gotta look like all my other flight test plans. <laughs> Oh man, Mike will be proud. Uh, it's going to be interesting. So, I don't think so that's the clear. The, well, the clear looks kind of striking. I was really happy with the results from the green, mm-hmm. and I had a few little print errors here and there. So I'm just you know. So the next plane will be even better, I think. Oh sure, uh, the more you do it. The now the next plane get. would it be the same model that you would try to perfect uh, it, or I would might you do the other one? I'm kind of waiting. They're going to release the Stearman, so I might mm. just drop the money down on that one just because it looks it looks, it looks absolutely cool. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I'm going to have to go and pick up some extra uh, some extra material because I've only got three three spool colors right now and obviously the green the black has taken the biggest punishment lately with all the stuff I was doing as I was building up the printer and the green's actually fairly healthy comparing I did two sets of wings out of it in the tail section so uh, so I say about if you were to print one plane it's about half a spool uh, you know half mm-hmm. a kilogram of uh, so 500 grams of uh, of uh, PLA or material whatever way they was it 2.2 pounds. So, uh, uh, okay, my, my next thing that I'm excited about this, uh, you got a package in the mail. Of course, if you follow me on Instagram, we already know what, where we're going here with this. But uh, we knew it was coming for quite a while. Stuart kind of let us know it was coming, um, but it's finally here. It's not out. I think it's on the water and it'll be yeah. available soon. But you got one in the mail, got it together and, and got a little flight time on it. So what probably... Everybody out there wants to know, what's the difference between that one and the old one? Why would you buy the new one versus the old one? What's the differences? What's the difference? Well, they've, they've played with the power system, and that was the biggest thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they, they switched up the ESE. They switched up the motor. They went with a bigger motor, Ooh, and therefore oh, on, that, I like that sound on 3S, of that. you're able to – you're able to run an eight-inch prop versus mm. a six, mm-hmm. and then on four S, you're running a seven-inch versus a five. Oh, and um, so it sounds middle. like maybe they dropped the KV a little bit and put a bigger motor in it or something. If they drop, if they made the prop smaller or bigger, seventeen, uh, yeah, seventeen eighty KV. So it's a thirty-five, thirty-six. Okay. So 
I think it has a lot more to do with efficiency, heat mm-hmm. dissipation, and stuff like that. Because the other ones were just, they were hot. It mm-hmm. was a hot motor. It made a wicked sound. The right. sound has changed ever so lightly oh. uh, mm-hmm. over the original plane. The biggest design change is that clipped wing. Otherwise, the fuselage has been tweaked a little so you can run a larger battery. So oh. I was getting about just cruising around those three flights that I did on last week and last Sunday. Uh, I got like six minutes of flight time on my 2200s. Oh, wow. I mean, I wasn't pushing it because yeah. it was cold. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was frigid, but it was still really fun to fly. And it, and it launched clean, a lot cleaner than I ever like – my, my initial experiences with my EFX racer, um, oh, the launches were tough. I found the right. launches terrifying. And this one, now, that I've also come a long, a long way. And this is one of the comments I was saying about the airplane. It's like, you know, first time I had the EFX racer, I was so new to flying mm-hmm. that style of aircraft. I would never have put a camera on the thing. I, it took me all of two seconds. To, yep, the the uh, you know the the firefly is going on the wing. Tunk, mm-hmm. here we go. Right, right. <laughs> no thoughts about it. Didn't care what the CG. I'm like, I deal with this in flight, you know, and, mm-hmm. and go. Uh, about the only issue I had flying, it was the first time my elevator was set wrong. So I just it took off, and I'm like full down, like that full trim down just oh. to get her level. Oh my oh, god, it's wow. when I land, I'll yeah. take it. And I, <clears throat> Unfortunately, I did break a prop on landing, but I mean that ground was so hard. It was it was it was almost. I, if if it wasn't the fact that we were doing, I was doing a review, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have flown it right. till the spring because the ice was just like you watching this brand new airplane just skip across the ice and everything. I, you're like, no. I don't know if you've seen his Instagram video or the video. I, it's probably posted on YouTube. No, not yet. This I thing comes picture. in like if it if it had wheels, it looked like an RC car with with wings. <laughs> <laughs> comes in, it looked like it's doing about 80 miles an hour, and it hits and goes across the ice, and it's like skip, skip, airborne, boom, boom, bouncing along, and I'm like, oh my. Wow. Gosh! I, now, does that got a plastic bottom? I mean, like a skid plate on the bottom of it? Oh, it does. Uh, same, same kind of I thing. I put it on afterwards. My last plane on the racer, every time it would get cold, the, the tape would pop and it would just oh. fly away. Right? Oh. So lose it in flight. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll put it on now where the foam is still nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a couple little pieces on the end of the wings. And oh, yes, nice. the wings are clipped. Did that is one of the big design changes. But it's funny because we we heard rumblings about the whole FPV experience right. and we giggled. And I watched um, uh, there, there's another guy, another reviewer who got the red one mm-hmm. uh, named Tom, and he's in the Netherlands, I think, or Denmark. I, I don't want to butcher that one, but he flew his FPV flight on 3S and was giggling away. So I'm like, well, I've flown my Arrow like a madman long enough now that I should be comfortable with this guy and just know my orientations oh, and know where I'm going because I've rolled and spiraled and everything so it's just another platform but that you know like that that FPV pod you know which comes with the airplane mm-hmm. and you slap oh, wow. on your camera and your transmitter and just build it up it is a wood build it was um, uh, they're improving the design actually based on you know their experience and some feedback they received early on uh, but it snaps down. It's uh, I'm running an Amway transmitter, which uses all my fat sharp cables. So I'm like, great, just repurpose mm-hmm. those cam those cables, throw a, a better camera on it, and then go flying. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope today or the weekend. But like I said, the weather is just it's gray and wet and soggy. So I'm like, nah, and it's damp as anything. It's one thing to be cold. It's just that dampness. So I'm like, no. And a gray sky and, and white snow yeah. makes for horrible FPV orientation right. problems. So do they give you another hatch? Um, so yes. if you don't want to fly FPV? Yeah, yeah. It's can? like, it's just like, it's just like the normal EFX racer, except the magnets are 
flipped. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I can't even repurpose my old lids because I was going to put my uh, – I've got a spare canopy or mm. spare battery hatch. Um, I was going to put the camera up there, but in, I ended up strapping it on the wing. I guess the nice part, Chris, is like things like, you know, I damaged my wing on my EFX racer. Now I have repaired it. Right. And actually – the repairs have made the plane fly better, I find. Um, you know, just, I just managed to balance it out. I don't know why, but it flew better afterwards. More glue. You know, it's all warped to one side. But now, Flies you know, better. If, I, if I can't get the EFX racer wing, I can go and I can grab an extra wing and mm-hmm. slap it on there. But So I've, I have two of these beautiful things. And uh, I almost want to fly them back-to-back on 4S or 3S when I'm all set up. And just see how they yeah. feel if they fly the same. Apparently, it's a lot more stable, and uh, but I've never had a stability issue. But the roll rate apparently has improved. Oh, which yeah, like, really? yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it already rolled like crazy as it was. I mean, and last summer when I flew it uh, before the uh, before my radio shut down, um, no, I had the uh, it was the uh, it was the button switches at uh, yeah, Fury Field right. that went out. Um, but I flew this thing. I flew the yellow one at, at Fury Field and. There's so much ground and so much distance that, I mean, I think I ran the battery down in like half my normal time, but I came off the flight and I was like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to have that room, to just be able to do open full that up, throttles, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just wide open throttle across the field. You're like, oh my, how? <laughs> so the how isn't quite the same, but mm-hmm. you know, if that's a little prop versus But it's supposed to be a little faster too, right? Uh, I was only running on 3S. 3S, so you don't... I mean, the onboard video was fun because you could see by the third flight I had relaxed. Mm -hmm. I was warmish kind of, and I'm bombing. I'm going for those trees, you know, trying. I'm like, this with FPV, I'm going to be going through those gaps with this thing, (laughs) you know. I've got a bad feeling this is going to end poorly. I was just going to say, like, (laughs) I I like flying FPV, but on that thing, I... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess you just yeah. have to try and see. That thing's going to be so fast. I and know. Just like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I, was watching, I was watching Tom's video, and as the prop would change, it was almost, you get that sinking feeling because it looks like the motor's spinning down, but it's just the it's just the, the, yeah. the ISO and the shutter speed mm-hmm. on the camera changing, right. so the prop is strobing, and you're kind of like, ooh, is, it, is the battery? Uh and, and, you know, at least, you know, if you're being conservative on 3S, you maybe get five minutes of flight time, which is pretty well what I get out of my Aero on the 1300. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting experience. I'm looking forward. I'm really excited. Um, I was, you know, and, and the build time was nothing. I'm like, I'm not even going to do a build video because that'll come out. Um, they did put the little scoops on the, uh, on the front of the... Uh, the flight controls because that was something that wasn't not mm-hmm. on the eraser so i'll probably just pick that up for my racer because that's kind of nice yeah just to keep them protected keeps the wing slippery yeah it keeps you know it keeps the stuff protected but it's on top of the wing anyhow but it just you know it helps with the aerodynamics of it all but otherwise it, it looks and feels the same and you know just the minor updates and does it glide uh, the same too i know on mine um, on mine yeah, it would just keep going <laughs> yeah I hadn't flown. I hadn't flown my racer in a while, and and, and this one it was one of my comments in in the video is I go in bursts. I'll fly the racer like crazy, and then I'll say, okay, I've I've had enough of that. So I'm like, boy, I haven't landed a hot airplane in a while now. So mm-hmm. I'm coming into the field. I'm like, well, I gotta do that again. Mm-hmm. Do that approach <laughs> yeah. again. I'm like, oh, too close. Oh, coming in wait. And so it's like bleed. Shut the power off. Bleed it. But by the third time, I had gotten my land. So that's what happened on the very first approach. And I. And it's like, I'm looking. Okay, the blue is okay. Oh, skip the ground. It's just like, <laughs> wow. You know. But I had so much momentum and control. And um, 
I'm coming in and I really liked one of the landings. You know, I'm doing a full flare approach just to bleed off the speed because I'm trying to minimize the, the, the skipping. Right. And the wing, one of the wings dipped and I was like, oh, just correct. And I had more control with this wing. And I think that's those, those little side fins. Mm-hmm. I think that helped a lot. So because with the uh, with the racer, there's a definite point where it fall off, where it falls and stalls and you've right. got nothing left. Yeah. So. This was kind of neat that I was able to, you know, on a final approach, I had full tail, you know, full elevator up, and I was still able to correct a wing on landing. So Mm. I'm like, sweet. Now, here's a a question for you. I don't know if you know this. And maybe later on, I know I was talking to Stuart a little bit, and uh, we, you know, once I get a few more things out, we may have him come on. But maybe you know, Andre, can you take that new power system that they have in there? Will it go right into the old one? That's a fantastic question. I'm going to say I, I'd have to take off the uh, the spinner and look right now. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the firewall is different between right. the two of them mm-hmm. because I think they've – I don't know if it's physically they've changed. I haven't taken a caliper or a look, but the fact that they say you can run a larger – like you can run a 4S2200 in that versus the biggest thing I could stick in there before was my Flight Max 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so fine. I'm wondering if they've massaged, if they've redone the fuselage just a little bit bigger. Um, I know a lot of people go and they'll modify it and they'll put a bigger motor into the to the old racer mm-hmm. uh, for for those very reasons. But you know, a lot of people are trying to push six S and uh, yeah, everything, which so. is just, just insane. I, I don't even can't fathom that. No, no. So it's um, I just for me, I like the bigger prop because you know you're going to get a little bit more. Um, you know, you're going to get that torque, and mm-hmm. that's uh, I, I find I've always been more of a torque flyer versus you know RPM speed and everything. Yeah. Um, so at least you know that power is going to deliver a little bit. Or if you're kind of slow with a larger prop, at least you know when you roll the power back on, it's going to come in. Whereas this, with a smaller prop, obviously it takes more time to get that air moving over the surfaces. So right now. Scott, when you got yours, did you have any issues initially with the the launch on takeoff, or did you? Yeah, well, that was my partly my fault. I didn't have the CG right, and I had to um, put some weight in the front of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another question. Do you have to put any weight? Did you have to do anything special to this? Like, I know on mine, I definitely had to get some weight in the front of. That's I think well you know it's got a big aluminum uh, spinner on the front versus the plastic because I think I'd have to look at my racer but I think I had to have put put some extra nose weight in in the front. Uh, this one I just jammed the battery to the front. I had the radio in the back and uh, it flew nice. Like I said, the biggest issue I had was I'd left the tail neutral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I launched, oh, it, it went, went up, out. and I'm like, wow, trim forward, trim mm-hmm. forward, trim forward, <laughs> trim forward, trim at end. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just add a little down elevator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but after, level. after I got the CG taken care of, the next flight, I mean, it's very sensitive on rolling, yeah. like very sensitive. Right. And so after that, I was a little bit more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But. Because I know the few times I was there flying, I think I launched for yeah, you. You didn't have me. no issues. With, no, you know, no, yeah. I, right. I felt more, uh, like by then I was really comfortable. Like I knew what it was going to do yeah. you know, when I launched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, initially once that my CG was off, like that was scary. And then after I <laughs> hit the barn. <laughs> and uh, Barn, barn! And re- oh! Yeah. I replaced my engine and everything like that. I think I had it too loose. Yeah. And then my CD was off again because I never rechecked it. I just oh, assumed yeah. it was fine. And I think my CD was off. So I smashed it up a little bit again and I loosened up the motor. And I, that's where I'm at right now. I just have to see if everything is still working and I need to Loctite the, those screws in mm-hmm. a little bit more to yeah. prevent the. Yeah. 
Hmm. But I'm uh, I, I've got a stock motor. I'm not running a stock motor because there was that uh, was that it's two Januarys now um, that I that I dumped it into mm-hmm. the ice because I had frozen my hands up and uh, damaged it. So I put a different motor in because I didn't have the short motor at the time. Yeah. Uh, so this one's a little hotter, <laughs> and it's uh, it's crazy. But it's uh, I the the EFX or the extra is one of those airplanes that that I love flying, which you've got to be in the mood for it almost because yeah, you know, I agree. If, if yeah. you're off, you're yeah. in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. This thing's move. Uh, actually, I had no issues tracking the the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, when it got down low, when I was you know when you're at like ground coming in the ground level, so you're away from the horizon. I was squinting a little, going, "Okay, let's keep an eye on that thing." Versus the yellow, so I was kind of, uh, if I was to buy one, I probably would have went with a bright green. Mm. Uh, but the blue, That's I had no issues tracking in the open mm. sky, and I assume on an overcastish day, the blue would show up more black versus the, the you know, the white or gray clouds. So, hmm. did they have CG markings on the wings? Like any uh, type of markings, or did you have to measure the wings? I kind of just went off memory. I think it's pretty darn close to that to the old spar. Yeah, they've got yep. they've got spars run through the wings, and the wing looked pretty close to the original, except for the cap. It might actually be a little. It might have a little bit more span to it. Um, so uh, it's uh, you know. Yeah. My- so I, I literally just put the battery into it, checked it, and said, "Great." I probably will recheck with the FPV kit because mm-hmm. obviously the weight's been distributed around a little bit. Uh, but I didn't have to add anything to the nose, and I think it's because of that nice piece of kit. And uh, a couple of people, I was looking on the forums. A couple of people said, "Oh, it, it, you know, it's not flush with the uh, with the cowl." I'm like, "Well, you know, it's airflow. It's all about getting some some cooling into that motor and everything too." So um, I'm not even worried about that because you know you fly for five minutes, you land, let it cool right. off. Right. Yeah. By then, you gotta let your nerves calm down anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, let the shake it's funny stuff. because it's like I'll I'll fly five batteries just fine, and then go launch on the sixth battery and do something silly, or just you know, usually by the sixth battery, I, I'm 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 so warmed up, and I'll do something silly, mm-hmm. like skip it off the ground at like you know Mach two. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That one a few times, so it's like oh, I snapped a prop, but. Um, I really, really think, and Chris, Chris was around with me in my in some of those early days with the racer, and I really think that plane um, pushed my abilities to 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 a new level as far as being a pilot, tracking and dealing with the speed, and everything. Uh, you know, and that's and like it, it's the same thing. The FT racer to me kind of felt the same, just a little slower based on my my setup and the weights and everything, but to step up and do that plane afterwards and especially once i got it out in the summer and I, what i love about that plane is the guys will be flying around and i'm like okay i'm gonna launch this thing and they all stop because they love how it sounds <laughs> yeah yep. you know, oh, yeah there's yeah there's nothing, nothing like that nothing a few airplanes mm-hmm. that, the, that the guys fly at the field are similar but nothing has that that and you go past the trees and it's just this howl yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then you hear it echo like from yeah. behind you yeah. it's amazing yeah yeah, and, I'm sure. I'm sure all the people who are, you know, at the park just relaxing are like, "What, what is, is that? that? What is that noise?" Yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me of the rotor ride guys zipping around oh, when yeah. I was turkey hunting. I'm like, "What is that noise?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm down there turkey hunting. I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And, I, and then I thought it was Chad. Like Chad can't fly like that. <laughs> Somebody else <laughs> at his house flying. <laughs> Now, I, I got to tell the quick story in case anybody that uh, hasn't heard or whatever, but Andre first got the EFX racer, and he was still, 
I wouldn't say new, but that was a, a, a really big step, a fast-flying, hard-to-see, like, oh, crap kind of airplane. So um, I'm helping him out. I'm like, man, just go on 3-cell for a little while. Take your time. Get used to it. You know, you know, do low rates, blah, 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 on and on and on. And it, it worked out. You, you were very successful at the beginning. Then bring in Scott. <laughs> Uh, I meet Scott. We're out, I think, flying a couple times, and he shows up with an EFX racer, and I was like, wow. Yeah. At that time, I was pretty new. Like, <laughs> he it was, yeah. Oh, my God. It was like not a, a starter year. plane, like, really. No, 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 it was my second year of flying. And he goes, yeah, man, this thing's awesome. And I go, you're flying it on three-cell, right? No, I'm flying it on four. I'm like, what? You just bought this plane and threw a four-cell in it? He goes, yep. I was like, wow. I felt the need for speed. Wow. Yeah, man. I didn't even consider three-cell. I mean, I I've watched so many videos. I watched all of Andre's videos, and I saw, oh, I can do three cell and four cell. And when I'm buying it, I'm like, well, I'm just buying four cell batteries. I don't <laughs> want to spend the money, you know, for these, you know, yeah. uh, special size three cell batteries. I would just want to, I want to get it done. <laughs> I mean, I would have been shaking in my oh, shorts. No, that, that first my maiden, I was. <laughs> I was shaking pretty good, and my having the CG off and oh. and having it like torque roll a little bit, and thankfully it didn't like destroy the destroy plane it. when I crashed the first time. But the second time, I was still shaking. Pat was out there with me, and he launched me, and I got it up in the air, and then was flying after it, and then trimmed it all out where it needed to be. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been pretty pretty good with it. I mean, that's just ballsy, though. But I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's ballsy or just stupidity. I don't know. It's <laughs> probably stupidity. Yeah, it's a lot of stupidity. Wow. I like the speed. It's one of those planes that'll, that'll put you right back in your place pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I got this. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you find your limits real quick. Well, when I first started in the hobby, I tried to go to the hobby store and buy a jet right off the bat. Oh. Like, I had no idea. Okay, the, check, the guy check. I know. Like, I like the jets. I like the speed. Like... His white bottom that jet. Every, oh Everybody. And thankfully, he talked me out of it. He's like, "You've never flown before." I'm like, no, nah, video like games. <laughs> Everybody who I talk to that gets into it, so first thing they want something fast, yeah. whether it's the Warbird yeah. or the jet. Yeah. It's first thing. Well, my other buddy uh, Pat, when he first started flying, same thing. He went out and bought this big foam F5 jet, and I mean, on maiden he goes. <laughs> <laughs> right in, gone. Yeah. I mean, gone. He's like, well, that was a whole two hundred some dollars on a on a, yeah. on a thirty second flight. I'm so glad I got talked out of that. But oh my god, ah, it's just so funny. That that poor F five sat in this tree for like a year. I think we kept trying to get it out. It was. Oh, I, it was just nuts. I don't know why we do that. We just think <laughs> it's guys' nature. It's got to be <laughs> just for everything to go ripping. You balls. know, I've said it a million times when I first started. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm a pilot. I can fly an RC airplane. That just went right out the window in the first five seconds. I'm like, I can't fly this thing. I look like an idiot. I'm running into old ladies and. <laughs> oh, crashing into cars. Yeah, crashing into cars and. Flying across from the Akron Canton Airport? I don't know. It's just an RC plane. What do I know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that's just the way we are, oh, I guess. Man. You know? yeah. Got to go for the biggest and the best. You learn real quick, though. You know, it's yeah. like... No, I, this that just brought happen. like a swarm of memories. Like, oh, yeah. like even with, with, I think it was Pat with that one with the elevators back or the oh, ailerons backwards and went to oh, the, the yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh. 
I was shaking and that I wasn't even flying and I was shaking shaking. After he crashed, I'm like, I'm not even going over there. I'm standing right here. I did the walk of shame with him, help him collect pieces. We and Chris are like walking like, oh, back to our car. Like, like, oh. That guy did not look no. happy. They're big football. Yeah. <laughs> so Gonna stomp you oh. in the mud. Yeah, I will never forget that. That was that was amazing. Oh. <laughs> and how he even flew it that long with I reverse know. control? I thought he had it so at one I, point because he took off and it was and all then squirrely. Then he banked, and then he banked. Then he banked yeah. out. Like, he's level. good. I'm like, he's good. Yeah, he's good. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> upside down he went. I was like, whoa, people. People, look out, look out. And they were hit the deck. They were so. <laughs> it's like having a flying blender and everyone just has to be allowed. Get out. We don't know. And th- those people were so far, like. Yeah. Away from where we were and where we were flying, you know oh, what I mean? Like, oh yeah, they weren't even not in, even close. Yeah. The second that plane got near, it went <laughs> right like, like a like magnet, magnet yeah. right to him. So oh no! <laughs> oh, and then the poor guy. Right after that, he did it with the rad or yeah. the radian. Yeah, you know, right after. That's right. You were putting a battery in or something like that. You looked yeah, over. Yeah, I look over. Like, and there's this inverted. I've radian. never seen an inverted radian before. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember. Yeah. You, I think you, you might not have been oh, there. Oh, he might not have been there. Yeah. Oh, it's brand new, out of the box. He's yeah, all proud. Right. He's got this brand new. And, you know, you think after you reverse the controls, he even said, I will never yeah, do yeah, that yeah. again. Never. I learned my lesson. And I'm over at the car. I don't know if I was getting a fan. I might have been getting a Phantom ready or something. And I, I see it come up over my head, and I look up, and it's inverted. <laughs> completely inverted. This radio. I'm like, <laughs> Either he might not catch thermals as well that way. I don't know. I could be wrong. Either he's in deep trouble or he's got some serious pilot skills. Yeah. I have never seen a, a radiant three foot off the ground inverted. It's like that defies inverted flight. Yeah. You know, the whole design defies I don't think that, that damaged it. That. It didn't. No, I think Somehow it was fine. He Somehow he, he landed it pretty inverted. square. Yeah. He landed inverted. Yeah. Inverted. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't. Yeah. Nothing. Mike. No. Right. He, didn't even get a he threw it up again. He, re- you know. Fixed the issue. Oh. <laughs> Threw it up again. We got to put wheels on the b- tops of his plane. <laughs> we should a bring joke. Him, Next time we go out flying, we'll bring him a plane with wheels, wheels on, on the like top. Here, Pat, we got you a plane just for you. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad for him. He, he is a good pilot. Yeah, though, no, yeah. he is. He's yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, while we're on this subject of Hobby King, we're talking about the, uh, the, the EF Extra, I guess it's called. Um, as everybody knows, and we again, we kind of knew about this for a little bit. And if you've seen Scott, they're bringing out multicolored tundras now. Oh no, I did not oh, see that. Yeah. Really, and they got some, a really? few little changes in them that I really kind of like. Oh, so wow. what do we have? We have a, a purple one, a blue, red kind of red, white, and blue one, and a gray and orange one. Which hey, since, I really like the gray and orange. I missed one, the so. last giveaway. Could Stuart maybe nah. send me a different yeah, color one? Yeah, tell him. <laughs> hey Stuart, we really got to compare this tundra against the other one. Mike really needs one. Yeah. You know? The color's going to make all the difference. Yeah. I know. I'm going to see how the wind perfect. performances on the different colors. <laughs> but no, seriously, they did do some changes besides the colors. I think. I think. I mean, I know the changes, but I think too they did a little, little uh, beefing up around on the inside, around the wing. I think, but wow. I know for a fact they changed the wheels. Instead of the them goofy foam wheels that everybody's been putting them on, they kind of went the Horizon Hobby route off the timber, and they're that spongy kind of okay. rubber type wheels. 
which look that really makes, good. Yeah, that's it makes awesome. a huge oh, difference. Yeah. Is it kind of like my timber? Is that what you said? Yeah, they're the like timber. the timber okay, wheels. Okay, those now. are nice. And then, and then also they made a change a while ago, and I know uh, the the newer regular green tundras are coming with them, but now all the colored ones are coming with that reversible ESC that you put oh. on a switch. So supposedly, if you're out on floats and you can't get it around or where you want it, oh, you reverse wow. the ESC. Wow. And it'll, it'll, it'll back reverse out. it out yeah. of the right. port or whatever. Yeah, docking exactly. Docking station. Yeah. Sweet. Can you buy, like, a different wheel kit, like, for the old one? I'm like, assuming, I'm assuming the, the, the old, yeah, their new wheels will fit it, the old Tundra. Oh, that would wow. replace my. I'll find out pretty quick. I'll order, as soon as they're available, I want to order a set. I might order one CV, and if, um, I should grab the Fun Cub and see if they switch over, because that makes a big difference yeah. when you come in. If you get a little bit more traction when you mm-hmm. land, it's less mm-hmm. likely to. Bounce around. I would love to yeah. replace yeah. my fun cub with that. Yeah. You have a fun cub, huh? The sky sky zone or fly zone? Oh, it's the fly oh zone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I have to replace it with something. Oh yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting rid of that real quick. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but I think that's all the changes, right, Andre? Was the wheel the big thing? Was the wheels? Uh, obviously, the colors. Uh, in the reversing ESC, but I think yeah. if I read somewhere, this was a while ago, they were working on some little uh, structural inside the wings or where it mounts onto the frame, maybe or something. Some more they plastic have or, and everything. Yeah, Just same like, thing. Same thing. Yep. Wow. Yep. So that's, that's uh, a nice plane. That's for huge. Sure. Oh, I love that yeah. plane. Right. I actually want to try the. Um, I want to try the the floats very soon. I actually, I cracked a ski mount last weekend, so it's coming in. I'm like, hmm. I landed and the ski went. Boop. I'm mm. like, oh, oh, okay. So I want to try the floats, um, and see if, how that feels. But I'm not sure the plane is going to fit in the car with the floats on. It might stand a little too tall oh, up there mm-hmm. in the trunk. So mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, it takes up quite guess. a bit with the floats. It does yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're cool. So um, I went to check oh, that out. Neat. Yeah, the colors are really good. Uh, was there anything else new? I know watching their update videos, they got a ton. It sounds like they got a ton of stuff coming out. And if you if you watch closely, a lot of times they'll put these little hints, or you'll see something. You know, Andre, they'll see something in the background. You're looking, you're yep. like, hmm, what is that? <laughs> and the guy's kind of standing there, you know. And this is a plane. So uh, I think they got a lot of stuff. Uh, coming out here pretty quick I think it's going to be i think it's going to be a good summer for oh the, uh, yeah let's time. uh t- i don't know if we got to it last time they're also bringing out i don't know if you've seen it um the bf 109 warbird oh wow yes yeah that's wow. coming out very soon i think it's on the water it's more or less you know going to be a few weeks out or maybe a month but um i love that airplane i'm not familiar uh, with that model uh german uh warbird if you've seen one you'd go oh yeah that, okay then I'm not recognized um Looks great. Uh, yeah. I don't know what and, else to and really. We've only seen the. Uh, we've only seen their test. You know. Yeah. Pre-production models. We haven't seen the, the final deal. So right. that should be pretty cool. Uh, another warbird to lust over. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about some more new products here later on because usually this time of year, generally it's pretty slow. Yeah. Like there ain't much going on. We're kind of like he on around the weather and everything. We're wa- always waiting for the Toledo show because that's one a lot of the new. But surprisingly, there's quite a few new products out. But let's talk about a few things that's been in the news and what's going on. And one thing I wanted to talk about and ask you guys and get your opinion a little bit is <clears throat> reading around, seeing forums, talking to other people, I've noticed, especially this last year, it seems like a lot of hobby shops are closing up shop. Like, they're just kind of going away. Now, I know 
some of them uh, talking to some people on Facebook and stuff. The one one problem is, you know, it might be an older shop, and, and this has happened around here. I'm not going to name names or anything, and, and it's not it's not Aerotech because they they're pretty knowledgeable and they usually carry the latest and greatest stuff down there. But I have been to a few. I don't know, kind of older mom and pop shops where I'd go in, I go, Hey, do you guys have this plane or do you have this part? And they look at me like I'm completely an mm-hmm. idiot. Like, well, no, never heard of it. Do you have a part number? And I'm like, well, I pull it up on my phone. And they're like, huh, didn't even know that was out. Yeah. You know, and it's, it seems like they haven't stayed up on the times and what's going on and everything. I, I think that's kind of one, one thing. That's but my question to you is, and the reason I'm bringing this up, it just seems like every week I hear of, and you can just Google it. You can Google like hobby shops closing the doors, and they're just popping up all over. Um, we just lost Hobby People, which was in the business for like 40-some years. If anybody's been reading the news, Hobbico's having a little bit of trouble. Oh, wow. um, they're not being able to pay out uh, some of their, uh, what was it, their pension stuff? or their No, their uh, employee stocks um, that people have bought. Um, trying to think of a couple other, but anyway, point being is, uh, I think I read an article a while back to the A main hobby, their sales on the plane stuff was down after the FAA has been doing all their stuff and a couple other hobby shops I talked to same way. Wow. The FAA is, uh, yeah, that, that's affecting it. That's what I was oh, wanting wow. to talk to you guys about. In, in my personal opinion, since this FAA stuff come out and look, you know, Mike and I have talked about it. Wayne and I've talked about Andre. There for a while, when this really blew up and everything, I was on the fence of just saying, I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to register. I don't want to do this. I I, I was the same exactly. And, you know, e- even now, sometimes it's in the back of my mind, depending on what I'm doing, what I'm flying, where I'm at. Yeah. You know, because well, the public, nothing has come of it as of yet. Not too bad. It, it hasn't been as bad as I thought Me it was either. going to be. But still, initially, for the hobbyist, you know, a lot of people look at this, especially in, in the airplane stuff where, hey, I got to buy a plane, then I got to register, mm-hmm. and you deal oh, with yeah. FA, worry about regulations. My big thing was dealing with people because of the, the media and the fear mongering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. mean, it puts stuff in people's heads like, this is bad now, and we're spying on people, and this and that. Which we've talked about before. When you're at the field and somebody's there and you actually show them, like, you get those people who are a little intrigued, but they're kind of like, I don't know about this. And, and they ask a few questions. And once they see what you're flying, I'm flying a foam airplane. It's all electric. Oh, yeah. I, you know, even if put them under the goggles and they're like, this is the greatest thing. How, why is everybody making a big deal about this? You know, but I guess the biggest thing is, do you guys see that? Do you think a lot of this is because of what's going on with the FAA and what could possibly happen down the road that it's got a big impact on on a lot of this, you know, these hobby shops and stuff. Think about Horizon Hobby. They were bringing out all kinds of FPV stuff and had all these products going right before the FAA announced all this garbage that was going on. And those guys probably went, brakes pump, and went, oh, no. Yeah. What are we going to do now? I bet they had videos all up, you know, of, of the guys with the FPV goggles. Because, you know, right when that come out and they said FPV is illegal and this and that, and they had to change their videos around to where, you know, the guy's actually flying and the and the guy's just going for a ride wearing the goggles. You know what I mean? Right. It's just through this huge monkey wrench in, and they probably had to just restructure everything of how things were marketed you know how their product maybe what products they were going to put out you know this and that so 
what do you guys think? Do you think that that's having a major impact on, on a lot of these hobby shops or what's going on and what they got to deal with? Well, that's hard to say. Well, it's definitely another barrier. Oh, yeah, it's to definitely. Tackle. I mean, you know, you, what not, do you think, Andre? There's probably other factors. I don't know if that's solely it. Maybe that, I'm That might have been up. the final straw to break the camel's back, though, was that FAA stuff for a lot of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, if they were struggling already and then that came about, it was like, wow, and they can't do it. You know, they're just, they're like, Right, and now you got the big issue over in Europe. They're kind of running in. They're doing the same kind of the same thing where you know FPV is legal and you can only fly at certain height or whatever. And even David Vindenstall talking to him privately, he's like, "Man, I'm really worried that that's really going to hurt my business over here." You know, and he's just a little you know one man kind of show. You know, building building his products. So I don't know what it's going to do down the road. And again, mail order and stuff like that, that's that's always uh, a big thing, you know, right. getting stuff overseas. Uh, there's the big thing now where um, we're buying illegal FPV gear from China coming over and, you know, it's where it's a whole mess right now with the frequencies and what we're using and what we're doing and blah, blah, blah. And, uh. See, I would think maybe online shopping would hurt hobby shops yeah. more so than, than the well, FAA, about, but that's just my what I would well, guess Well, it definitely it. put a dent in things, for sure. And that's with not not just the hobby stuff. That's with everything. Oh, know, yeah, on, I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it just All seems to shops. me, you know, that since the this FAA stuff started going that's on, when it really started, it yeah. really yeah. Doors started on hurting yeah, yeah. everything. Like, there yep. was... So, there was some news articles I read where well, someone new coming into the hobby. It definitely, if they heard oh, about yeah. the FAA and registering, they probably yeah, they're like, like what? Yeah, well, I mean, it takes all I that. To get this, this, I mean, this right. toy airplane that I'm <laughs> holding in my hand, right. I gotta register I with mean, the right. FAA. And, I mean, know. consider how involved we are with RC, and yeah. we wanted to do that. Right. I mean, if someone new. Yeah. I mean, if we were debating doing that, and we're we got a lot of money invested in it. And they have none. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to go to that hobby. And you got to wonder how many of these hobby owners or people working in the shop where they get these totally new people come in and buy something and then... The Jets. Yeah, they buy the Jets. <laughs> yeah. And don't say anything about <laughs> right. like, hey, Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Yeah. You know, I, I have noticed on, on a lot of the new products now in the yeah, back c- of their manuals, they're they're stating you have to register and here's the rules and regulations yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tech- that that yeah. had a whole flyer on FPV mm-hmm. regulation. Did right. it really? Is that, yeah. that's oh, my gosh. Did it really? That's so not less than so two bucks. Yeah, that's of not butter. a stick of butter, is it? Two sticks of butter. You know? Well, technically, the transmitter in that is you got to have a, uh, an FCC license. Wow! It says right in the rules, right in that Doesn't in the really. little instruction. Hand. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, like I said, I I don't know FCC or FAA or FCC. Yeah, or, or no, you got to have a ham radio. You have to be a licensed ham radio operator technically to fly that F, uh, FPV. But technically, flying an FPV, you're illegal anyway. Because you're under the goggles and don't have a spotter. Well, in the house, you're <laughs> in the house though you're fine. In the house, you're okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, in the no, house, no. in the house, right. you're okay. Yeah. It's yeah. when you go outdoors. But as soon as you open that front door and go two feet out, you're illegal. <laughs> yeah, like you go from your door downstairs through the window upstairs. <laughs> right. Oh man, highly illegal. You can't do that, Mike. You you renegade. You flying out your window, coming in through the chimney, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming in through the chimney. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think the economy is playing into a lot of this as well, Chris. I mean, because even even Hobby King has stated they had a news flash the other day that said they shut down their East Coast warehouse. They did. And now, yeah. They oh wow. The, the East Coast warehouse is shut down because they weren't getting the they weren't getting the numbers out I of it. I did so. not know that. Wow. Yeah. So now the West Coast is their main main. I, uh, I had no idea. Hub. Neither did I. Who is this? Hobby King's Hobby East King. Coast warehouse. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Arkansas or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, that's. Um, I found so, yeah. that. I found that a very strange place to put the East Coast warehouse, though, for some weird reason. I, I had no idea where it was located. Yeah, wow. Was, yeah, I don't probably know a why. Good hub for for the street, uh, for distribution, yeah. right? It's probably near some major, you know, you know, the courier location. But, Could be so. But everything, I thought everything came in through the West Coast anyhow, and they had to get it from the West That's, Coast to the East Coast. Who right. knows, right? Yeah, I don't so, know either. Must be um, a pretty good shipping port or something maybe down there. That they, I'm that, not aware of anything in uh, Arkansas. Yeah, me neither, really. That's like, <laughs> it's I not a major for hub sure, or anything yeah, for flights. I thought for sure. sure it would be like in the New York area or somewhere yeah, in there. Chicago but, even or something. Yeah, but, even that much, you know. I figured it'd be on a coast, but... Arkansas, when they come up, Arkansas, Arkansas is an East Coast. Must, yeah, <laughs> that's, must that's, have got a hell of a deal. That's, on a, the, on that's a, a flyover <laughs> state. Yeah. 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 That's in the yeah. plains. <laughs> but it, it tells you, it shows you that, you know, like the numbers are uh, are, are critical to even that. Hobby King is a supplier, so they probably sat there and said, look, this thing is costing X dollars to run. It mm-hmm. only takes, you know, fulfillment out of the West Coast is, is you know, 12. They said, like, they can, yeah. 12 hours, your package is shipped, you know, so yeah. between click and go. So, which is still pretty respectable. So, mm-hmm. is there, and I love is Arkansas even East Coast time. <laughs> yeah, it's that's getting a close. good question. That's, that's like kind of close on the border. The yeah, <laughs> but I love the East Coast office. I could actually order stuff, and once it was they, quick. it shipped. Yeah, two days, sometimes yeah. three days. I'd have it at my doorstep. Where, and I, it's not Horizon Hobby's fault, but at one time when I ordered from Horizon Hobby, I used to get you know because they're right over the uh, Illinois there. I'd get stuff in two days. But now a lot of stuff is shipped FedEx, and I don't know how it's cost-effective. It goes from there all the way over to Grove City. P- you know what I'm talking yeah. about? All the way over to Grove City. PA. Yes, it passes. It, it like passes it goes, us. Yep. Goes to the next <laughs> state over, back. Andre, yeah, yeah. and then comes back. And it, now it, you know it's probably a, a, a maybe six-hour drive. It takes a week to get a product from them now. A week when it used to be two days. I can't figure it out. Must, they must have got a you know a good a huge deal, deal on yeah. or something. Anyway, that was just my some thoughts on the hobby shops and what was going on, or if if that's that's it the probably problem. plays into it. I'm sure it plays into it. Oh, um, it does. It does. You know, um, because it, a lot of them made it through the recession. You know, around 2008. And if they survive that and, and having trouble true. now, I I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep my eye on. I'm I'm always curious to see. One thing I want to talk about because we said it over and over and over and over, and we knew it was coming. And I think you sent me links, and Andre was sending me links. Do you remember the Lily drone, Mike? Oh, remember that thing? Yeah, oh, it was all the talk. Oh, this thing's going to be the best the selfie drone, right? Yeah, yeah. selfie drone. Waterproof. And you're you're the winner of a CS award or something. like yes, that? Yes, winner of the <laughs> Consumer Electronics Award. You know, best new technology. And we literally looked at this thing and laughed. Like, okay, maybe it'll come out. Okay, but I just we couldn't really see it going anywhere. They got huge investors and backers, and they were all in. 
And guess what? The videos look great. Yeah, the videos <laughs> look great. And we kept laughing because we're like, okay, how are you going to catch this thing in your hand? And somebody's going to get, you know, chewed up. And it's it just wasn't practical. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, how's how's the uh, obstacle avoidance going to work and blah, 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 because we really didn't even have that out at the time. So guess what happened? The Lily drone is gone. And yeah. uh, I'll pull up the little article here. You know, we've we seen it coming. And how many – there's a couple others out there that were um, trying to – I can't think off the top of my head that kind of went down the tubes already. Uh, let's see. But the Lily represents the largest, I think if I'm correct, the largest FundMe project or GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think those poor people are going to get any of their money back. No. Because the legal, uh, yeah. the legal ramifications are pretty big from, from the articles we read. Yeah. Patrick right. Murphy was waiting on one. Patrick <laughs> Murphy is oh, one. Patrick yeah. Murphy ordered one? Patrick, someone, what's someone wrong with you? As a gift or oh, something? is that what it was? Oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, it would have been if something like that did come out, it just would have been interesting to see it and test it. You know, because yeah. even now they got all kinds. You can go on like Banggood and buy. They got all kinds of different little ones, you know, these little selfie drones you can buy. But for what they were claiming that thing to do would be a large, giant selfie follow me drone, we knew it was just. Um... So, yeah, uh, the company is now facing false advertising. I mean, they're getting sued because uh, the. It looks like none of these people are even going to get their refunds back. Wow. Um, apparently, the uh, Lilly Robotics used their pre-order funds as collateral for a bank loan and may need to pay the bank back first. The company is now facing charges of false advertising, misleading business practices from San Francisco District Attorney. Um, a restraining order against the company has also been filed to prevent them from spending more customer pre-order funds. These alleged misleading business practices include amongst not refunding customers when the initial shipping date was delayed by almost a year, mm -hmm. using customers' funds as collateral for a bank loan after telling customers that their pre-order funds have not been used to run the company, passing promotional video off to potential customers as Lily shots, while outright attempting to conceal the video was shot with competitors hardware with GoPro and DJI products. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that's not a good, why would that ever be a good idea? Yeah. So there you have it, folks. We called it gone. It's too good to be true. It's usually too big good to be true. <laughs> now there is something I want to talk about. I'm a little sad about. And, Andre, I want to know how you feel about this because you just got one and now it's discontinued. And I kind of understand what they're doing and, and reasons behind it. But uh, DJI just announced that they are discontinuing the Phantom 3 Pro and the Phantom 4 are done. Wow. Gone. So <clears throat> I wanted to throw this out there. And... I just like to stir up the pot and, you know, a little controversy. But I know on the newer Phantoms, like, I think they can really track what you're doing. And, you and the, like, I remember when we were setting up um, uh, your buddy's uh, Mavic. Justin. Yeah, yeah, Justin's Mavic. Like, you had to read through about 900 pages of stuff and sign your life away before you could even actually fly that. And it's probably the same way now with the Phantom 4 Pro and everything else that they're bringing out, you know. 
So <clears throat> I'm just curious as to wonder with the software they have going on the Phantom 4 and the Phantom 3 Pro and the other ones that are discontinued, they actually couldn't do any more uh stuff to it to do more tracking and keep you know see what people were doing with them i don't know i'm just i'm just speculating here and throwing a little conspiracy theory out there andre i could be way (laughs) off my rocker but this is what i like to think about so do you think it has any part whatsoever and maybe they discontinued that stuff because they want this new software out to where they're able to do more with it and keep tabs on people more you think that's even possible what do you think no Am I nuts? Uh, no, well, the no, 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 no. It's it's viable, but I mean, you know, when you use your 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 Go app, um, it's 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 going up to them no matter what. Like they're 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 monitoring your progress and everything, but it's not instantaneous, obviously. So mm-hmm. it's whenever your your tablet. So you could, in theory, um, you know, do your flights and you know never let that tablet log back into no it's yeah there's no way for you to prevent it they know what's going on they know your track because they can see it just as well as you mm-hmm. um i think they're just cleaning stock and just you know organizing themselves like there's basically they're saying that you won't be able to get any more they're not going to produce any more spare parts basically i think is what they're saying with yeah i think yeah i think sales so. are the sales are driving their direction more well, so than I, the technology I, I totally agree with everything you guys are saying and same thing they're trying to narrow it down i'm sure that stuff's expensive to keep on the shelves oh, and, yeah. and and they're not going to manufacture it anymore and i agree with you don't get me wrong i'm just throwing a little conspiracy no, theory out there just just to you know rattle the cages a little bit um but like your phantom four andre has only been out how long's that thing been out a little over a year i'd say a little longer than that little, but yeah you know and it's done gone yeah um i think it's kind of sad in a way i i maybe the phantom three pro okay i kind of understand that a little what does bit. that mean the five is like just around the corner. <laughs> it's very possible, oh, you know. Oh, or the Mavic, yeah. or Mavic like, Pro Two, or expect something. Expect a new yeah. model every six months, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it just kind of saddens me. You spend all that money, you know, the extra batteries, mm-hmm. the upgrades and I then did, not be, have the support, and for it. it's done. Like, you know, I'm yeah, not even be able to get any more batteries for the thing anymore. And that's a big investment. Yeah, for most people huge. To not have a right. outlet for parts. Right. So I don't know. I was a little bummed. They're they're like so fast in cycling product that (laughs) they still the support for older stuff is gone instantly. But I totally I totally get what they're doing. They're trying. You know the the Mavic now is basically you know well the newer ones are a lot safer than the old ones, right? Because of all the extra yeah obstacle avoidance. Well, maybe that's pushing them too. It's like they want to get the old technology out and the safer platforms. Yeah. Right. And that was kind of going into my conspiracy theory a little bit. Oh, yeah. And we're part of a throwaway society. (laughs) It don't matter. Just throw it away and get the next model. And I'm curious to know on the newer stuff, like we didn't, you know, really get into it with with Justin's stuff too much is if the geofencing is even more you know, works even better on the like, say, the Maverick Pro or Mavic or the. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. You're gonna Maverick. save me a lot of grief on emails. The Mavic, the Mavic Pro. Of course, though, we did fly here and we didn't have any issues. Or like the um, 
uh, the four pro. Well, it you know, surprised me how he had to agree to a lot of oh, things. Oh, I couldn't believe the stuff <laughs> he had he to would agree to. to fly. I, I missed that part. <laughs> like oh, sign and blood. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. blood on your tablet. That's crazy. I, I like, I'm saving up for the, Ma- the Mavic. The Mavic? Yeah. Mavic, Mavic Pro. Um, but I wonder if the geofencing on the newer stuff is even better. And we'll, Like, I know my Phantom uh, 3 Pro, like, I can fly in by airports. Like, it'll come up and tell you you're within something, yeah. but it'll let you go. Yeah. And, you know, which I wonder if the newer stuff, you, I, I don't know for yeah, a fact I don't if know. you can't. Like, it says, no, you're not, you know, you're not flying. I don't know. So I was just curious. Well, what what is that. it? Does it even do that on, like, the really small, like, private airports? No. It's, no. like, just large. Because what we found out uh, when we were down at Wayne's, if you pull up and it's the stupidest thing, I hate to, to harp on them, but the FAA has that before you fly app. Mm-hmm. And if you pull that thing up, mm-hmm. it pulls up every private right. airport, yep. helipad, or whatever, and tells you basically anywhere you go. You, it's red. Yeah. yeah, you can't fly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're like, no. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I was wondering. We've had, you know, flying down to Wayne's, it's never the only time I've ever actually had to come up. Uh, we were flying at Butler Park uh, over, yeah. which is right across oh, yeah, from the airport. Yeah, that's definitely and within five miles. I, I flew it over there. Now, we were below the tree lines. I right. actually tried calling the, the towers, going to let them know, hey, I'm going to yeah. be over here. And uh, they wouldn't even answer their phone. I tried for two days trying wow. to get a hold of them, and it would just ring busy and busy yeah. and busy. Finally, I said, screw it. I'm going over there anyway. Because yeah. we never went above oh, the yeah. treetop. Right. So, anyway. So, that's, uh, that's the Phantom 3 and the Phantom 4 gone. So around the corner, wow. Phantom Five. Phantom Five right? So maybe you better just keep saving your. <laughs> I pennies. know that's it. Yeah. Like <laughs> when do you when you pull the trigger to purchase something? You know. Yeah, I was gonna get something this well, spring, but I might wait for the two. <laughs> the, the, Mavic the Mavic Two, two. <laughs> the Mavic Two Pro. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, Mavic Advanced. You know, you make that decision and go with it. I mean, the craft's still gonna fly. Like Chris said, you might run into an issue where you might not be able to buy motors or something like that for it. So you have to make that decision. The batteries then. would be a bummer um, though. if you can't you get know. batteries. For yeah, it, you that's can't really fly bad. All together, yeah, that's, that's really a bummer. Uh, I wonder. You know, that's just them saying, okay, we're done manufacturing on it, and you know, at least I know for my four, I can still use the four Pro uh, batteries. Batteries. So yeah, well, okay. that's good at least. Good. Yeah, and you might even be able to use a lot of the components. Like, I don't know if the motors have changed on the Pro. Is that the same or? with the Phantom 3? They would have battery accessibility with the other 3s no, that are still they're, out there? They're, they're totally different? They're different. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on my own now. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, I mean, you've gotten your, what? You've gotten two years out of that thing, so... Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's basically like you said, you know, while I might look at a, a Mavic, uh, um, you know, down the road for yourself, you like, you know, it, it's going to be your backup craft or, you know, you'll train your kids to fly it or something like that. Here's what I'd like to see. And it's probably not possible because once they're kind of outdated, I don't know if, it, if they're even worth anything. But what I'd like to see from DJI and if, you know, when you're spending that kind of money, if you're spending, well, dance. yeah. If you're only spending three, four, five hundred bucks, fine, whatever. Eat that cost. If you fly for two years, you got your money's worth. But when you're spending, say, over two grand, once you buy a few batteries and or whatever, that they got a new model come out, let you say, hey, we'll give you three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, whatever. Say, send in your old one. You know, we'll give you that cash towards the purchase of a new one. And I think they would returning customers, man, would just be yeah. 
They would yeah, swarm you know? for it. Plus, you're doing things like you, you know, yeah. Even if they are recycling yeah, that part, recycling, where, you yeah. know, breaking it down or putting it back into manufacturing, sure. you know, as as there's uh, got to be some know, salvageable parts from those things well, that they could use. It. This is it. You know, they they can break the components down. They can reuse them into raw material. Uh, and then they do things like the the batteries get recycled properly mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is that, so that is a good idea. idea. Yeah, DJI, if you're listening, that's my idea. I want money for it. <laughs> Royalties. Uh, just Poor like bro. you know, we were talking the other day, Andre. As many radians as we've sold, we need some <laughs> some kind of kickback from Horizon. I, I know for a fact. Just at the field, I've probably <laughs> sold six or eight radians. For a fact, not including all the people that have emailed us or oh, said, man. I'm tired of listening about well, it, they, so I bought, bought one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's funny. <laughs> so Scott, Scott, our Australian buddy, he's like, thank you for telling me to go after and get the small one because he had a pretty bad Excel experience. So, and I'm mm-hmm. like, just, just get the small one. You'll be so much happier. And he just raves about that. Good. And, and same thing on the printer. Same thing, oh, yeah. same thing on that silly A-Net A printer. Uh, I must know at least five guys now that have gone out after I purchased mine and picked them up. And just because they, they thought it was neat. And uh, one of my close buddies, you know, he's got like a full-on MakerBot thing at work, you know, high-end. He's like, the extruder on the MakerBot costs more than the printer that I just bought. So yeah. he's laughing, you know, so. And uh, fun. I just seen a post, too. I think it was because of you, Andre. A guy was talking that he had like a $1,400 printer. And the printer you have is printing just as good as his fourteen hundred dollar printer, of course, he I think he paid two fifty for it, which is what close to regular price or whatever, um, and we couldn't believe it the quality. And he goes, "Thanks yep. to Andre, you know, uh, for two hundred fifty bucks, it's it's printing just as good." Wow, we're having fun. I, I I know I could, you know, I, that's that's an Andre project. That printer is, you know, there's certain there's certain things that that just tick off the, you know, the mm-hmm. check boxes for me and it's like the low cost, the tinkering and it's something that's really fun in the winter cuz it's, you know, it's it's just you know, and and the fact that I'm going to make airplanes. Right, that is awesome. Yeah, Man, that's pretty cool. You know, so that that is fun. It's just and um, I've I've sat down. I've I've made a box in a 3D software. I'm like, okay, I am not a 3D designer. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to more talented souls, and I will try and influence them as far as designs go. Because I'm like. Nope, mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't That's have a that huge skill set. Right. I'm yeah. a video editor. I can do other things and 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 do other magical stuff with with, with you know post and video and all this stuff. But to try and design an airplane, yeah, that'd be I'm tough. Really out of my yeah, that would be really <laughs> tough. Yeah. All right, hey, let's talk about some new products. We always like all new right. products, right? Where are we and, going? Uh, Horizon Hobby. Okay. I have to call him up on my Chrome. <laughs> call him up personally and start to. Yeah, call him up personally. <laughs> oh. Well, no, no, no. Their 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 website for whatever reason oh. does not like Safari, and I can't get to any of the menus. I've emailed them and said, "Hey, yeah. guys, you know." It so. seems like every six months to a year they change their website, and like they'll get it all dialed in. And it's working good, and you like it, and, and then boom, they change it, and then it goes right down the tubes again, and, and then they I don't know what they're doing over there. All right, first thing I wanted to talk about, because it brings back memories, Mike, from way back in the day when I kept crashing everything in the house. Now, (laughs) I had the fascination of helis, you know, when I first was in the hobby, and I've all told the stories a million times of crashing them into the walls in the house and blah, blah, blah. 
Well, eventually they started getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think Wakira was the first company that were really making these small collective pitch like mm-hmm. helis that you could physically fly in the house. And I probably went through four or five of them. And matter of fact, over Christmas I was going through some old pictures I had on a hard drive, and I had a bunch of pictures of the old Wakira little tiny in-the-house kind of 3D helicopters that I kept trying to fly around in the house. Now, granted, I could get them off the ground. I could kind of cruise around a little bit, which at that time for me was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing in the world. I'm flying a small helicopter inside the house. Couldn't do any more than that because I'd I'd crash it and end up having to order parts and wait a a month for parts, you know. And so down the road, Horizon Hobby came out, and if you guys remember or have seen them, they brought a little micro. It was the MSR helicopter, and it was small, fixed-pitched great little helicopter to fly in the house and literally it was probably the most stable thing i fell in love with that thing had uh two different designs flew them for a couple years and then obviously the micro quad stuff come out and the thing i think i ended up selling it (laughs) in a swap meet right well now they brought it back and it is the new let me see if i can find it uh, that's the 130. I think it's actually it's already out already. So let's see what's new. Uh, it's the new. Oh, that's planes. We want helicopters. There it is. It's the new Blade MSRS, and you can get it ready to fly or with safe. All new design. Uh, fly barless, fixed pitch. Now, if you remember, all the old helis all had the fly bar on mm-hmm. it. So what this is is the it's uh, the popular ultra micro blade MSR heli. It's a great way to step up. Do you remember the old coaxial helis? Did you guys ever have any of those or remember seeing them? Did you yeah. have them? No, I've seen them though. I know. Oh my gosh, I went through them too. Yeah, yeah because they're just look, yeah. they always wanted to turn left, wouldn't turn or whatever it was. Went through all that. And I didn't even think they were really around too much. You know, you could see them in the mall at Christmas yes, time. They have yeah. like a million of them. At you the know, kiosk. Chi- kind of yeah, the Chinese ones. The Apache one. Yeah, yeah they're Chinese. Right, they're terrible. Yeah. Fly terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Horizon had some. I think it was called a CX, CSX2 or something. And they actually had it on sale for Christmas. And I didn't even know that they actually even had that thing anymore. They even around. Anyway, going off... Uh, the MSR is a fixed pitch fly barless rotor simplicity. It lets you enjoy the extra speed and agility with the durability and efficient design. Runs off the one cell, 150 milliamp battery, um, so you get better responsive power. And again, these batteries from from you know two or three years ago, Andre, you know, are a hundred percent better than what they used to be. The cool yeah. thing is, it's exclusive, safe, and and now has AS3X technology. It keeps you in control, delivering stability and to develop the confidence quickly. Also has high and low rate modes. Each flight matches your flying style and environment. Even experienced single rotor pilots will find MSR great to have around whenever the time, place, and weather keeps you from flying in the bigger heli stuff. So, like we said, safe, AS3X, fixed pitch, durable construction, easy to repair and maintain, fully assembled, no building required, um, and it's little. Uh, let's see. Only weighs 31 grams. Rotor diameter is 180 millimeters. Tail rotor is 40. The rotor blade length is 80 millimeters. The whole length of the whole thing is only eight inches. Wow. So if 
if you're like me, and you're, granted, I love the quad stuff, don't get me wrong, and you're not going to beat the Inductrix, but there's still something about them splinting, spinning blades of death on a helicopter, <laughs> you know? Even though it's small, it's still kind of scary, and they got that cool sound of a heli to, to cruise that around in your house. And if you got a bigger area, they are cool. They're a lot of fun. So if What's you like... Mean? Go ahead. Is the main blade plastic, or is oh, it yeah. a... Uh... Yeah, plastic. They're all plastic. Sharpened Pla- metal. Yeah. Carbon <laughs> fiber sharp. <laughs> Sharpened carbon fiber. Razor sharp. Yeah. But it is. It's a cool little heli. You know, if you if you want to try something different or you're into helis, uh, they're great to fly in the house. They're a lot of fun. So, which brings me back to, um, they stepped it up again and brought out the MS, or the Blade 130. And what that basically is, just a little bit bigger, but it steps up to the collective pitch. Let me pull up the specs here a little bit. And that's basically something you're going to, you know, more or less fly around your yard. Maybe if you want to learn to do a little more, you know, 3D heli stuff, but it has a safe system. And man, I, I totally wish they had this stuff back in the day when I was flying helis. Because, you know, you get in trouble or whatever with the heli, Panic you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done. Oh, yeah. It's going in you and don't you're get rebuilding the head. You're re- you know. If you lose orientation on that, yes. you're done right now. Exactly. So let me just pull this specs up here real quick. Phone's not working as fast as it should. Uh, the 130. Bind and fly basic. Oh, sorry. Great radio. Great radio. It's a powerful sub-micro-sized collective pitch with safe technology, self-stabilization, panic switch, three progressive flight modes. So, again, they're kind of going with their airplane mode, you know, beginner, immediate, uh, and advanced. Oh, the air can, or the heat kicked on, didn't it? Uh, gives you the confidence to master 3D flight indoors and out. The 130S builds on a popularity-sized heli while adding significant improvements such as safe, powerful, low-maintenance, direct-drive tail motor, improved linear servos, strong frame, all while having brushless motors provide the power and performance you want. Uh, I was trying to see the battery on there, what it is. Did anybody see what the battery? I'm looking, looking, looking. Uh, This one's 12-inch in length. does say indoor-outdoor, so I guess if you're in a big gym or something or have an indoor flying experience. it's a 300 milliamp. Uh, 3S11 through 3S300. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good size little battery. Gross weight is 170 grams. Collective pitch, CCPM fly barless. Rotor diameter is 310 millimeters. So there you have it for the, the 130. I'd like to try something a little bigger like that. Just, you know, I, I like the small stuff too, but uh, to get outside, you know, to try a helicopter, I don't know. I'd still like to try one. Mike's like, no, forget it. I, has, I see the look in your face yeah, like, what do you want to like, fly that thing for? One crash yeah, and one crash done. you're done. <laughs> I need I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you there. I, I like, That's one I reason. I would like more than one crash. I still crash. like her hold my beer quiet. Yeah. <laughs> run it through its paces. All right, let's jump into the planes. Because surprisingly, they brought out a few planes. And the first thing I want to talk about was the, I think it's pronounced Valiant, V-A-L-I-A-N-T. It's the Valiant 1.3 Bind and Fly Basic. Now, I didn't really see this coming. This is a little different. 
It's a 1.3 Park Flyer. It's downsized from the version of their bigger one, the Hangar 9, which runs off like a 30cc gas. So I think they just shrunk it down and made it into foam, which they've done that with a few of their airplanes. Uh, so some days you just want to unwind with it, some do some touch and goes. Other times you want to push the limits with aerobatics. Well, this model with the white light wing loading, functional flaps, powerful brushless motor, give you a big performance envelope to play with. Mild or wild, it can do it all. It's got a high output brushless power system, runs off a 2200 3-cell, 30C LiPo. Says you can use another wide variety of other size batteries. Easy access battery compartment. <clears throat> Actually can take anything from a 1300 to a 3000 uh, milliamp pack. And you can put optional floats on it. So that's pretty cool. Mm. It is a high wing. It does have their optional safe select uh, that you can program on it. For, uh, you know, I'm surprised it only has a 480 size brushless motor. 40 amp ESC, functional flaps installed, six micro servos. Durable aluminum landing gear with wheel pants, optional floats available. Of course, it's constructed of their durable Z-Foam. 53-inch wingspan, 40 ounce or 1,135 grams, 480, 960K motor. F- takes a full range, five-channel receiver. Um, 20, like I said, uh, yep, that's about it on that. What oh, size battery was it? I missed that. Anywhere from a 1,300 to a 3,000. So it's got okay. a, must have a pretty... What I like about this is Horizon had a few videos out of this, and actually David posted the video on our uh, Facebook page, Andre. Okay. <laughs> if, if you get a chance, anybody, go check it out. Um, what happened was is they were probably going to do a flight video, and I think the prop flew out, flew off oh, on yes. this thing. So wow. they're out flying, and the prop just, boom, gone. Right? Oh, yes. Wow. Did you see that? The, yeah, I won't yeah. ruin their thunder here. So here they are. They're gliding it down, and I was impressed. You know, for the big old high wing, I was like, I don't know. I wasn't real impressed with it, but this thing's just gliding right down. The guy catches it, turns the, around and does like a DLG, DLG launch. <laughs> really? Winds up, throws this thing up in the air, and up it goes. The man, no motor. Cruise the guy cruises around. I think they titled oh, it wow. Cheap DLG or That's something. That's what David did. He goes, look, cheap, uh, cheap DLG. <laughs> Glides it back down. The guy catches it, winds up, throws it up they again. They made the best of their day That's with without the prop. If That's that didn't sell that airplane, I don't know yeah. what did. That was amazing. That's awesome. What's also nice to see is they're offering a plug-in, uh, plug-in fly or P&P. Yes. A version of it. Yep. But for $20, you can get that nice receiver. And if you decide you want to rip it out and sell it, you you, you know, for 20 bucks, Right. You go that route instead. Uh, it's just kind of interesting that they would do another tail trigger. What's the wing spec on, on the timber then? It's over 50 inches too, I think. So it's okay. pr- got to be pretty close is, to the timber. You know, I'm well, sure it doesn't fly at quite like the timber. It's not, you know, built for that. But I bet yeah. you looking at the video and what it could do. I was. Yeah. It's probably pretty close. Now it does have a quite a bit smaller motor. It's only a 480, so it probably yeah. maybe quite doesn't have the power. Maybe the short field takeoff as the timber, mm-hmm. but gotcha, it's gotcha, it's gotcha. whole different you know design and look what it's built for. All right. Now here's again here's something else they brought out that I just didn't wasn't expecting. It's different. Is the Ultra Micro Waco uh, brushless bind and fly. 
and it's a little bi- biplane, runs on a little two-cell brushless motor, just like what they're doing with all their ultra micros. They're stepping them up to brushless and making them the two-cell. Now, again, this is it's cute. I like it. But one of the videos they posted was inside of a gym of this thing just doing aerobatics and hovering and doing some 3D stuff. It was really impressive. So I'll give you the, the um, specs here. Uh, classic scale design, AS3, 3, uh, AS3X, wide flight envelope, brushless motor, DSMX receiver, linear servos. It's got a classic Waco trim scheme. Like I said, it runs on a 200 to 282 cell LiPo battery. It's 21.7 inch wingspan or 550 millimeters, 16.5 inches or 418. Flying weight is 98 grams. 180 uh, size, 3,000 kV motor. And I'll give you a little. It's actually done up as a real uh, classic Waco biplane. I have probably same paint scheme that they had at one time. But what it does, let's see. Ultra, E-Flight Ultra Micro Waco blends classic style, state-of-the-art features to give you one of the most rewarding flying experience any size. It comes out of the box with scale touches. Carbon fiber flying wires, Mike. Windscreen and more. You even get a pilot figure with the scarf. All this detail is brought to life by the 180 size power brushless motor, blah, blah, blah. Fire wallet to fly aerobatics or throttle back to cruise. The Ultra Micro Waco brushless will deliver smooth, stable, responsive, whatever you want to do with it. You know, one thing I'm noticing with these Ultra Micros, they're getting better and better and better and better. And, you know, you're getting to the point yeah. now with this stuff. Like they're just talking about, you want to go slow, you want to cruise around, you want to hover, do a little aerobatics, you can do it. You want to go fast, you want to do big loops, power, whatever, you can do it. Three years ago on Ultra Micro, you couldn't do that. It was either like, go, or nothing, basically. And when you cut the power, back then, them things dropped out of the sky like a rock, you know? Yeah, Yeah, they going to 2S and the brushless is really... They've carved out a nice little niche for themselves in that, you know, if you're, if, if you're, you know, running into issues where you think the bigger airplanes are drawing too much attention, well, this is definitely mm-hmm. small enough not to cause a problem. So yeah. I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm really interested in, in a couple of them because, I mean, I've got those two S500s, so that, that uh, the A10 caught my attention as far as, you know, an airplane. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I'd like to see him do again, and I... Um, they had a couple and they kind of disappeared and maybe they weren't popular or whatever is I, my yard's that big and I can't fly real fast. I love the ultra micro stuff, but I like, the, you know, it's nice to just pull them out. If you, if you can cruise around your house a little bit, like even Mike, you could go up and down your street. You're little, you're on a dead end street or walk over to that field like behind you with an ultra micro and cruise all yeah, around I wouldn't there. have a problem with that. Yeah. An ultra micro. And, you know, you get a little flying and right there, you don't have to pack everything up. You got to go somewhere. Um, but I would like to see some more of the small, like World War One biplanes come back. You yeah, know what I mean? Get cool. some some SE fives or some Folkers or, or whatever, and bring those back. And because those look great, I'm sure mm-hmm. now with the the two cell system, they could really get them to fly good and slow. And something that you could just poke around your yard with a little bit. World War One, yeah. you know? Ah, oh, that, that would be cool. so good. Right. I tried my I tried my <laughs> my my uh, biplane there once and it uh, 
I didn't have enough rudder authority, though. <laughs> oh, your yard's pretty small, I will say. It's pretty small. I flew into the shed, and I just I couldn't turn. <laughs> you know, you get caught by a little bit of wind, and uh, poof. You know, so I'll, uh, my tiger moth went thunk to yeah. the wall. I'm like, whoopsie. So, and there's the, uh, you know, water hazard as well. <laughs> yeah, the pool. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, I hear you there. I've been into my pool many times. Um, the only other thing I wanted to talk about real quick that Horizon brought out, and this is kind of cool. It's a big one. Uh, they brought out an Ultra Stick 30cc ARF. So if you like the big stuff and want to put a big old gas engine on something, this is it. And the reason I wanted to talk about this a little bit, Mike, you probably remember, Chad Capper had that ugly stick of his that he souped up with that monster motor that does like 100 miles. Does he still yeah. have that thing? I haven't been to his place lately to see. Do you remember if that If he thing? does, he might have put it in his attic. It was one of one of his yeah, earlier first, second, third, yeah. fourth, whatever planes. And this thing was a beast. And I remember the, the one time he brought it out, I think it was after a shoot or something, and he fires this thing in the air. And I can just remember him trying to keep control. This thing's just going all over the place with this monster motor. And as he's flying around, this thing, he's like, hey, man, you want to fly it? I'm like, no. I don't want anything to do with that thing. Uh, but I think he crashed it a few times and then fixed it and put that big motor on it and Oh, that thing was cool. But anyway, the ugly sticks, they fly really good. That's what he said. Yeah. So real quick, this one is big. It's uh 80-inch wingspan, <laughs> a weight of anywhere from 12 to 14 pounds. You can put an electric size 160 motor on there if you want. Uh, 80-amp speed controller. It is a balsa, so the assembly time's quite a and bit. You see you- him standing there and how big that thing is. Wow. Yeah. If you're going to go electric, you're going to go with a 22. Oh, no, that's for the receiver. Uh, I'm trying to see if they recommended battery on there. Um, But if you're going to go gas-powered, they're recommending a 30cc gas. Wow, that's a big motor. Holy cow. Uh, Let's see what it says about it. Outstanding flight performance, tried and true, ultra strict design, flaps for expanded flight envelope covered in genuine ultra coat, tail dragger, landing gear adds sportier looks, large double beveled control surfaces, two-piece plug-in. You'd have to at least have a two-piece wing to get that thing. Even so, at 80-some inches, man, you're going to have a big vehicle to get that thing in. Lightweight balsa, plywood construction, float ready. There you go. Uh, You can also do the Hangar 9 fist scale float set. Finished fiberglass wheels, pants, ready to mount the Evolution 33GX gasoline engine, electric motor mounts included, complete hardware included. It's. Are you looking at it? weighs like 14 pounds. I know. That's what we just said. I wouldn't want to hit a house with that, I don't think. No. No. That's more than two sticks of butter. Yeah, Yeah, I better keep that out of my hands. Um, What's the price on that? Uh, or what was the price on that? Two ninety nine. Yep. Really? Yeah, that's a that's, lot of plane for that. That's price. what I'm thinking. Well, you got to figure the motor. By the time you put electronics in that thing, if you're going electric, and you got to buy that motor, even that if you're size, going down, yeah. yeah, you're, you're gonna have some money dough. in that thing. Two cases of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Two cases. Right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Two cases of butter. Um, well, a couple more things. Uh, we just wanted to touch base real quick, and then we'll get out. Maybe we'll do. I got a. I got a couple crash stories that are pretty good. Maybe we'll we'll throw we'll finish those in. off. On yeah, that. we'll finish off on that. Um, I don't think we talked about it on the last podcast. I, 
All this stuff. What was funny is I had all this stuff on the last podcast. They're all in my notes and everything. And I we remember were, you we saying were you had plenty just to on talk this about. tangent. We didn't even cover. I don't think anything. <laughs> but <laughs> FMS has got some new planes coming out. I know we talked about a couple of their new Warbirds, but they also brought out an A10 Thunderbolt 70 millimeter ducted fan jet. Now, if anybody's into the ducted fan jets or like the A10s, this thing is incredible. Um, and it's I don't warhog type thing. Yeah, no, I love the the A tens are awesome. Of, they're going a whole whack of EDF. Yes. yes. Oh, this is the one where I tease where Chad needs to point at it and stand him way back like at the air show. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Does Horizon site have any specs on? I'm not sure. I could pull them up on Google, but it's a big ducted fan jet. And, and really, what I wanted to point out about this thing, the details on this thing are unbelievable for just a foam. You know, ducted uh, A10 Warthog. It looks fantastic. And I just wanted to, you know, give them a shout out that they've really put a lot of work and detail into that thing. And it should be coming out at the end of the month. It's not cheap. I'm not going to lie. It's like four hundred and thirty-nine dollars. So all the guns are detailed on there. There's yeah, a lot of I mean, guns on that thing. That's what they're noted for. One missiles, the guns, even the landing gear looks good. Yeah, all the markings on the airplane. It is really cool looking. Flaps. I think it has lights on it. Oh, wow. That looks cool from the front. The landing fr- gear. Yeah. The front view looks really cool. Yeah. It's got a big wingspan. What's the battery again? What is the wingspan? I forget. I'm sure the battery's got to be a 5 or 6S. 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 Yeah. 6S. The battery, sorry, the wingspan was like 60 inches. Yeah, oh, it's wow. It's like 59.1, so it's a 1,500-millimeter plane. Gray paint scheme, which means uh, you're 18. Yeah. And the thing about the A10 is you're flying it low to the deck, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna want colors. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then the only other thing they're bringing out, like Andre was saying, they're uh, on this little jet phase too, is they have a Futura, F-U-T-U-R-A, Futura jet. It's a uh, 1,060 millimeter uh, ducted fan jet. It comes in either purple or red. So anybody looking for that first plane? Yeah, anybody looking <laughs> for that first plane? <laughs> this is right. right up your alley. <laughs> uh, I wonder why they don't put the specs for that in on their one. thing. That's weird. So I'm guessing it's probably... Uh, I don't want to speculate on that. What are you looking for? The specs, yeah, like the EDF, the... it's. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a 2,000 kV EDF. Okay. Uh, 60, motor. 70 millimeter, probably a four cell, I'm guessing. Six, six S. Oh, holy cow. Retractable landing gear. 80 millimeter uh, EDF, and it has do, 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 a 1,060 millimeter, 41 inch wingspan. Hmm. Wow, that thing looks so fast, doesn't it? It does. It ain't bad price for what you're getting three twenty nine. I'd be interested. In, oh, I want to see that thing fly. Oh my god, oh, that would uh, not be my beautiful not, not my hand. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Oh, yeah. Oh gosh, oh, that's a good sound. color scheme there. Yeah, I really like cool. that. That is very that would cool. stick out. You'd be able to track that well in the yeah. sky, which you need to with those types of mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Like you pointed out on that A10 Warthog, that gray scale or gray coloring, yeah. ugh, 
I, I dread well, thinking about the line at here. They've got a grayish or dark gray, uh, like almost charcoal uh, um, F-35 as well. Uh, it looks it looks great. On the like, ground. I, I remember you flying your Vigan, and I'm like, oh, looking man. at going, how are you tracking That, that Vigan was horrible. Vigan? Why would I, you make your, gray, your Vigan gray? Because it looks cool <laughs> on the table. I learned the hard way, Andre. I would have never did that. Net. bulging out of my head trying to... I always have to have crit. I always have to have Chris flying with it because I'm like I I can't tell which he way does, it's going every he time. He does have a lot of trouble with that. <laughs> is it a light gray or a dark gray? Like what color is it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the wrong color to be flying at that that fast of a flight. Yeah, you better have bright blue sky and a lot of sun. <laughs> it is horrible when it gets out. It there. is. Oh. I totally agree. And it, it, I would, I know I would enjoy it so much better if I had a different color yeah. scheme on that thing. Right. Throw some yellow stripes on it. It's Something. Just that, yeah, the, the thin, the thin yeah. wing profile. So when it's yeah. going away from you, eventually oh. it's just... It, it looks like an X. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. You're like, oh, okay, cross. And the sad thing X is it's probably one of the best EDF jets I've ever flown in my life. And, and, and it's just because yeah. I'm not exposed to those things, yeah. so I have no clue but how to But you get Mike's, it. you know, dark gray. I'm nervous wreck flying uh. <laughs> All right, that's really about it for I think the the newer stuff. How many EDFs have you flown? Would you say not a whole lot? I've flown a three or four. Really, that's it. I mean, I don't. The problem here's the problem with EDFs is you're right, Mike. In general, they're harder to fly. Um, Two, they're usually more expensive. Three, they usually have to take a bigger size battery to to get them to fly. And and four, a lot of times they don't last very long on the battery. And you're yeah. doing 900 miles an hour anyway to try to keep it in the air. And it seemed like everybody I know that had an EDF crashed it. Like everybody I know. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, you know, Do yeah. I love them? Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> I know you like that speed factor. And I'm like, man, I'm surprised yeah, you didn't have more of them. Flown, you haven't flown more in your, your history of it. Efficiency wise, you can get the same thrill and speed out of, you know, a really nice hot prop motor. That's yes. the problem. And they're easier I, I, to fly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got those I've got those two EDF motors and I've just I've never found uh, a project to put them into for exactly like Chris. I mean I built one there a couple years ago and it flew okay, but it was just this this design compromise of everything that made sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just it was too fragile to uh, to, you know, keep going. So Yeah, I I don't know. Would I do? I want so you that really, nice A ten. So you really uh, can't hop them up like you're used to. You always like hopping things. Well, up, you could, but, but the problem they're so inefficient. Like to make uh, EDF go really fast, you almost have to triple it. You know, as far as motor wise, battery wise, and everything to get any you know significant increase of power out performance. of it. Performance. So okay. you know, you have this. 40-inch EDF, and now you're going on an 8-cell to get it to do, you know. <laughs> I don't know. They're just... Yeah. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I'm always intrigued by them. I like I like the designs. And again, the, this either one of those FMS, I'd love to try one, whether it be the A-10, A-10. Or, or that uh, that sport jet. Look, that it just looks awesome. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's but a 6S, though, It's a 40-inch ducted fan flying on a 6-cell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, ah! <laughs> That's expensive. Things like a... Battery bullet Probably in the air, you know? two minutes in the air. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have six cells, but geez, a whiz. I don't know. It is what it is. All right, how about a couple crash stories, and we'll we'll wrap this thing up uh, for the week. I have a few crash. Well, let's uh, 
cool guy from Australia. We, I don't know what it is, Australia. We have a ton of listeners down there. And if you go, I want to visit there. Yeah, so I mean, if you go down there, you're gonna. I think have a good time. I'm still time. trying to bite the, the cost, though. Oh my gosh. But a gentleman. And this is a cool name. His name's Kit. Jones uh, emailed me a week or so ago and sent in a couple crash stories, and they're pretty good. And I'll read the one. The second one is really good. We'll have to chat about that one. But here's the first one. He says, uh, I don't want to bore you with uh, him telling us how good we are. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's a tricopter crash. So, Mike. Oh, boy, I can relate. Yeah, we can all relate to that. Even Andre, right? Yes. Uh, before I... Before I start, I need to set the scene for you. It's January 14th in Western Australia, which means down there, they're at the height of the summer. Yeah. So in this day, he says it's about 104 degrees. It's hot easterly winds and lots of long, dry grass. Perfect brush fire conditions, right? He says, I was flying my tricopter V3 down at my local sporting ground. As I took off line of sight, a large flock of... I don't know how to pronounce this, but they're noisy, medium-sized Australian cockatoos. They're a bit of a pest. I flew past at about 50 meters high, so I decided to follow them for a bit. After only a few seconds of chasing them away from myself, I soon realized the limits of my eyesight, so I decided to turn around. That was when trouble stuck. I made a 180-degree turn, but after a few seconds, I realized that the try wasn't getting any closer and started having doubts about my orientation. I pulled back on the stick, and sure enough, the tricopter stood on its tail and started flying away from me. I thought, uh, okay, I'm des- definitely facing the right way, I thought to myself. So I gave it more and more forward stick, but the best I could manage was level flight. The whole time this was happening, a slight breeze was causing the tricopter to drift slowly further and further away. Remember, I'm already at the limits of sight. I got to the point where I thought, I don't know, I think I'm going to lose this thing if I don't ditch it. So I lowered the throttle and started a controlled descent and watched as the try dropped below the tree line. I took a guess on how long it would take the try to get close to the ground, and then I chopped the throttle, packed up my stuff, and went to survey the damage. Well, after searching for about 45 minutes with my brother-in-law, we finally found the try, and it was not pretty. Broken arms and tail mechanism, etc. Now, remember what I said at the start about the weather conditions? The hot. When I picked up the try before... Oh, when I picked up the tri, there was a heap of sparks, and the tri burst into flames. The broken arm had cut through the insulation on the main power lead, and when I picked it up, the carbon fiber shorted out the lead, and it caught fire. After frantically trying to blow out the fire, (laughs) I unplugged the battery. I realized how close I came to starting a major brush fire. All it would have taken for the try was to land in a slightly different position, and the outcome could have been a lot different. Well, it would have knocked down their 45-minute look time for it. (laughs) (laughs) They had to solve the smoke. There it is. There it is. Do we call the fire department now? Follow the smoke signals. One will find us. I guarantee it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. In conclusion... I never really found out what caused the crash, but I suspect a faulty bearing in the crappy Turnigy NTM motor on the tail. I swapped out the motor and never had a problem again. But moral of the story is, and everybody that's had a few crashes or a lipo catch on fire is, when you get there, the first thing you do is what? Unplug. Unplug Mm -hmm. the battery. 
Exactly. But that's a good story. I'm glad nothing burnt down. Yeah. But it's always that thing afterwards you're like, do you know how close we yeah. come from? Ju- yeah. Ooh. Hindsight's man. 2020. Yeah. All right. So he's got another one here, and this one's really funny. And I, I actually emailed him back and asked him some more questions because I'd like to get a little bit more details on it and, and, and what the other people thought. A couple months ago, my wife and I were invited on a camping and fishing trip to a place called Black Point on the south coast of Western Australia. It's very picture, picturesque with black cliffs, rock ledges, huge balsam forms from lava millions of years ago. So I thought, what a great opportunity to capture some nice video from my HMB 235. The afternoon we arrived was going to be the best weather, so... When we got there, we wasted no time getting down to the rocks and get some fishing done before the wind picked up. As you can imagine, sunset, virtually no wind, a scenic spot, soon had me putting my fishing pole rod away and picking up my Tyrannus in my head place. As I took off, my wife said, make sure you stay away from the guys that are fishing. And I said, ah, it'll be fine. I'll stay way up high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I flew a couple of high circuits to get my bearings and then decided to do a pass flying along parallel to the coast but facing backwards to the rocks so I could get some really cool video of the guys fishing next to the black rocks as they lit up in the sunset behind them. He's thinking, oh man, this is going to be great. Get this great footage. The guys are fishing. Next thing you know, I'm looking at the sky, looking at the water, looking at the sky, looking at the water. I don't know what happened. The camera came loose or something. I have hit one of the fishing lines. <laughs> oh! <laughs> As I fight to regain control, I cannot believe that I have managed to hit something less than a millimeter in <laughs> diameter in midair. After fighting for control for a few seconds, I realize I'm fighting a losing battle and have a great idea of switching from acro to horizon mode. Well, as it might have worked out, except instead of hitting the switch mode, I hit the arm switch. (laughs) So he shut it down. Oh, my God. So he's completely shut the thing down in midair. Where was it? Okay. Um, (laughs) After I hit the disarm switch, the quad, and causing it to make a death dive into the sea... The FPV feed went instantly black, and for a while, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't regain control. So he didn't realize he hit it at first. He's like, man, what happened? I should have been in uh, horizon mode. I was using durable props, and I knew from the, the sound that I hadn't broken one. Then my wife enlightened me and said, I got tangled into the line, just my luck. Not only did I have the misfortune of hitting the line in the first place, I then got tangled in the end that was attached to the sinker in the water, not the end that was still attached to the fishing pole. <laughs> so he caught the other end by the water, and as soon as he got tangled up, it just drug him right down into the water. Not the end, um, but that's not all. Now, my Mobius had stopped working a few days before we left, so my wife gave me special permission to go out and buy a brand new Runcam 2 HD camera for the trip. And of course, that is now at the bottom of the Southern Ocean as well. 
I guess the silver lining on the cloud is that the HMB 235 served its purpose and was a great learning quad. I'm planning on building a higher performance carbon fiber quad with better quality motors, etc. And now I have a quad. So I assume it cut the line and was attached to the sinker and just dropped it. The guy couldn't reel it in or anything at that point. I'm guessing it probably got tangled up, cut the line, ran around the props. Yeah. Yes. And then he was on the heavy end instead of the pull end where the guy could have retrieved yes. it for him, I see. And, it just, and then when he hit the arm switch, it just yeah. dropped. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I just wanted to get a clearer picture of what actually went on there. But, and even, even if he could have recovered it, it's salt water. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most uh, yeah. damaging thing you I can mean, do. I mean, yeah, you're basically, it's a, it's a loss. You would have had the frame, and that would probably be about it. Yep. Camera would have been gone. Oh, I mean, yeah. I understand the camera situation because I've been there. <laughs> I was witness of that one. But uh, like he said, what are the odds of you just cruising down there and whap right into the fishing line like that? You know? No, it's, it's perfectly normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it, yeah, exactly. But my question was to him. I did a follow-up. I go, did you talk to the fishermen? Yeah, did they exactly know what how, happened? Yeah. Did they say anything to you? I didn't get any details on that. I wanted I wanted a little more, but he hasn't emailed me And that's me what I'm trying yet. to figure out, too. Is it like mid-cast he hit the line? Or I, we don't know, we don't I guess, because he just said he yeah. first started seeing sky in the yeah. air or whatever. And he didn't realize it first. Well, or probably, were these guys fishing off a deck or something where they had a lot of line in the air? Right. They were I probably aiming at them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, see, we can bring yeah. this thing down. Like that one video. <laughs> yeah, right. The old fan of the guys out there on that dock. They keep recasting. They're trying. Trying to bring it down. <laughs> that might have been what happened. Maybe that's all they put on there was a sinker. <laughs> yeah, no right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we'll show this guy. <laughs> put a big one, three ounce sinker on there. Ah, but it just it just goes to show you if if it can happen, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. You know, a fishing line's going to get. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So that was a couple. That's a good story. That is a great great story. I mean, that was unusual. I haven't heard anything else like that. But oh, I want to know what the fishermen said. (laughs) You know. (laughs) So I just wanted to share that. Um, But I think that's it. I think that's all we got for this. We're almost to that two-hour mark. Yeah, we're almost to the two-hour mark where everything's going to shut down and explode. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, what my question for you is: Before we get out of here, are you working on the Cub? Are you getting the electronics switched out? Are you ready to go? What's the story here? Has anybody emailed you about what, you know? Well, the, my, my buddy said he would, if we get it on video, he would sell me the $20 firecracker <laughs> for $10. <laughs> so, and he wants to play Click Click Boom <laughs> on the video. Oh, for a song, for this click, song click, yeah, boom. by Saliva, I guess. It's a heavy metal type. <laughs> but, anyways, that's the only, and I have done nothing with the plane. I, I have no motivation to be in my basement for what I, I, you know what it's such a mess it's like I don't even know where to begin to tackle so I just keep putting it off I'm like I don't want to deal <laughs> with it we're going right after the podcast Andre we're, we're going we're going down we're, Mike's picking one up then, then all you got to do is order about 900 batteries and you're good to go so and then we're going to get which I'll have to borrow some of your batteries okay. in the meantime that's fine but then I'll get an order placed alright because I don't want to buy those at the hot those would be yeah they're probably the super shop. expensive there and then we're so. going to get uh, Scott under the goggles <laughs> and then he's going to be addicted we got and him he's going to go <laughs> that's buy our one. problem we got to start going to call me on the phone and go he is not allowed to hang out with you anymore <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's usually what happens every time yeah. we go where we meet somewhere the, especially new people that's the first thing my wife says i'm going to warn you about my husband right yeah. now do not talk to him too long or you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna start a hobby you yeah. don't want to go you're down you're gonna be run. in deep trouble yeah 
Oh, that's funny. Well, that's it, guys. I think that was fun. We got through some uh, new products, new stories, what we've been doing, which is basically nothing. So we got we got to get out there and get a little. It always amazes me that we can talk for two hours. Oh, it's easy. Last last podcast, we probably could have went three or four. I I guarantee it. So, but once we get out flying and get some more stories, that's what I'm saying. We got to generate more stories and get some actual out there flying stuff. And I I think it would be cool too. Is there's quite a few people around the area that listen and stuff is maybe getting a hold of them and maybe going around a little bit, going to some different sites and fly with some different people and seeing what they're flying and That'd watching cool. them crash. And so we got to work on watching that. Yeah. It's getting expensive on my end. I got to yeah. be a spectator every now and then. Yeah. We got to get, get out and about a little that's bit. That's what's nice about flight fest. You can just watch. That's <laughs> oh, like constant crash. Yeah. Just constant. It's like every five minutes is a crash. Yeah. Speaking of which, the West Coast yeah. is going along nicely. Is it? Um, the volunteers or the volunteer list is growing ever so uh, progressively, so that's really nice to see. Mm-hmm. And I know eventually they will release the registration for Flight Fest East, mm-hmm. the Ohio event. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to both of them. So I, I got in trouble. Why? Well, my wife, I, she's been wanting to go to that Billy Joel concert at Progressive Field, the Indians Field, okay. Cleveland Indians Field. Yeah. Well, it's the night of July 14th, and I'm like, that's that's Flight Fest. And she got wind of, because she brought it up again, and I'm like, well, that's when Flight Fest, and she's like, oh, it's always all about you. Like, that's four <laughs> nights. You can't get one night. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so you don't sure, understand. You don't out. understand. It's Flight Fest. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I'm in so yeah. much trouble. <laughs> I totally shot myself uh, on that one. And if nobody's ever been, you can't describe it. You can't explain it. It's And I don't want to miss a second of it. You right. know what I mean? They're like, well, my buddies at work are like, it's four days. Yeah, you can't give up one evening right. to go to a village. I'm You're like, like no. no. <laughs> We can FaceTime you, you know. You know the Billy yeah, will FaceTime you while we're Mike, look what we're doing now. Yeah. Because as soon as I Did saw that. Did you see like, that? Yeah. Mike, look what you're missing. Next thing you know, he'd be in his Mike, car. Yeah, Mike, Mike's plugging his FPV goggles into his phone. At <laughs> <laughs> the concert. He's not even there. I'm a flight fan. Uptown girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh, tough choice. Oh, man. That's funny. It's unfortunate. The the West Coast planning stuff is going along nicely, and of course, the East Coast, you know, the Ohio one, we have enough. You know, legacy knowledge mm-hmm. and everything that should make the event really exciting. So now the one um, I'm looking forward to it again. The one out west, they're having a, a is it a big fairground or something out there? A complex? Yes. Yeah. The 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 grounds look pretty well the same size as the Ohio event, um, um, and uh, it should be pretty neat. I haven't seen the layout yet, so mm. I think that's something that's going to start coming out very soon from us for as far as how we're going to plot the place and everything. Um, it's going to be an interesting experience because it's going to be you know our first away event. And uh, so obviously that's going to present some challenge and it'll be kind of interesting. So they were telling me like like as far as um, hubs of po- you know flight test population, if, we, if you want to use that word, mm-hmm. uh, term, um, California in that area represents their second largest group of, of flight test fans in Florida oh, wow. being the first for mm-hmm. some crazy reason. <laughs> wow. So 
So there should be they're expecting a pretty big attendance. So um, it's it's as things develop and as things grow, it should be pretty fascinating to see. And uh, what I like about it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting logistical challenge to do it all and pull it off. But it's also going to give us just a little extra uh, advantage to test stuff for the home show in in in, in uh, Ohio in July. So oh okay. Either way, we're going to have a whack of fun, you know. Now I still can't wait till Ohio. So yeah, right. Now, do you know, like, at that complex, is there some kind of RC group or something where they always they already have some sort of established field or runway or something like that, or do they have to build something? Do you know? We're probably going to build a runway very similar to what we did. I th- why? Well, I mean, we haven't even had that conversation. Oh, wow. but I assume that's what they're going to run down, put down something. It's you know. I guess the fairground isn't used a huge a lot, a huge amount. So they're really excited to see us come down. And there's a huge like uh, I've already received emails from like FPV groups and other race groups are like, yeah, we're you know we're excited to come out. Let us know how we can integrate and help out and everything. So um, like I said, there's, it sounds like there's going to be a huge population to uh, to you know really you know soak up the environment and have some fun with. So good, be a very interesting experience. Yeah, you know. of course. I'm still I'm still excited about July uh, because that. For us, that's that's always the the home event, and it is just it literally does feel like home now. After what this will be our fourth one, right, Chris? Yeah, fourth one already. So, and of course, we'll we'll figure out what we're doing in May. Okay, <laughs> I got to be careful. I'm going to run out of vacation time, so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be watching everything very closely. But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to May too, just for us to get together and fly, and uh, you know, just as the guys. Because you know that that that's always exciting, and we we seem to generate some good stories. I got to make most of that because I know at Flight Fest you're you're so preoccupied. So I got to make May work for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the other crazy thing about you know when we did our little videos and story and podcasts about you coming up in May, e- even later on now, um, I've got quite a few emails and stuff that, uh, especially you know local people and, that want to. Hey, come out and yep. hang with us. Come fly yep. with us. Come out to our field when Andre's here in May. And even Michael Finley's talked about he wants to come out and hang out with us, you know, and, and when wow. Andre comes down. Yeah, he's already called me a oh, couple that'd times. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just, just you know, because Flight Fest is awesome, but it's so overwhelming. Like, yep. it, you can't describe You can't it. absorb it all. No. And, then, and, that, and even being four days, it's not right. enough, you know. So, you know, Andre's thing is just, us hang all of us hanging out having fun even if we don't like and i know michael finley really wanted to do that with us he's mentioned it numerous times where he just wants to hang out just a smaller group you know do you know be uh part of our shenanigans yeah (laughs) so so uh maybe maybe by then mike we can find some other plane that you don't like (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us, uh, hanging out. Hopefully we didn't bore you too bad today. Yes. Thanks for joining us Thank on Periscope. Go check out all the FT After Hours social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever else. Uh, Andre's Instagram uh, is 3D printing um, episodes, <laughs> uh, trials and tri- tribulations of Andre's 3D printing. should be its own channel in itself, I the think. The puppy killing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and uh thanks for joining us we'll be back here in a couple weeks right sounds great okay all right see you later guys bye-bye